Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey guys, I'm back. My ribs are starting to heal. We're wrapping up Trip Flip. Then we start up Bert the Conqueror. So if you got any thrills, any backdoor crazy things that you and a thousand people do that no one knows about, hit me up. Reach out to me. Get me out there. That sounds weird. All right. Stand Up Live. Stand Up Live, May 8th, 9th, and 10th. The next week's uh, Minnesota. Uh, in the Mall of America, House of Comedy. The week after that is off. And then the week after that is Levity Live. Then June 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, something like that. I'm in D.C. at the D.C. Improv. I am back on tour pretty aggressively while shooting Birth Conqueror. So come out. Find me. I love you. Follow me on Periscope. Uh, and, you know, rate, rate, review, and thing this podcast. If you're brand new to this podcast, go and subscribe. Rate, review. And tell all your friends. And buy a shirt. And last bit of business, today's guest. I heard her on Jason Ellis, and she was absolutely hilarious. And I didn't realize I've been watching her on Dr. Drew on Call on HLN with Drew Pinsky. She is a co-host of Dr. Drew on Call. Uh, and she had a great web series called Debate Your Fate. Check her out. Today's guest, Sam Shocker. Samantha Shocker. Sam Shocker. Sam Shocker. Sam Shocker. This is... No, I definitely did not build this. <laughs> okay. I definitely so, did not build this. Okay. I got uh, So contractor's not on your and lumberman is not on your resume either. No, 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 okay. no. Um actually the Wesley Snipes. I named they're all GoPro Hero Blacks. So oh. I named them after my black heroes. <laughs> so this is Wesley Snipes, this is Kimbo Slice. Oh my who's that? Oh wait, that's not a GoPro. That's not a GoPro. Okay, so just two. You have two in here that are named. Yeah, two, and then okay. this one's called the machine. Because my cameraman named it. Connect your GoPro. Here we go. This is your camera. Okay. How do you like that framing? Love it. Okay, perfect. You'll, okay, you'll float around right there, right? Perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. And my frame is okay if I do. You like, do whatever this type you want. Thing. You know what? This okay. is the fucking problem with the entire. With this is the problem with having cameras involved, is that. It doesn't become the casual conversation you fucking want it to be. What it becomes mean? this goddamn fucking production. Oh, right, right, and It's right, like, right. drives me nuts. Yeah. All right, we're recording. Um, okay. It drives me nuts because I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm very, I, 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 when I envisioned this podcast, I envisioned it just, and you can hold the mic if you want or whatever. It's usually easier to hold it like a, like a, like a MC. Yeah. Um, but it's, I envision this just to be like a regular hangout in my man cave, and now it's like three goddamn cameras. Because, but it's but it's genuine. Like it's genuine because it feels I, very genuine. Your dog's next door that just had surgery. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's only genuine because I'm because I like watching podcasts. Yeah, I literally do. I like I watch Rogan's now more than I listen to it. I'll just go in and, f- and it's a little easier to scroll through. They're all on YouTube. They're all on Vimeo. I like. Pr- I prefer to watch a podcast too. Yeah, and I well, I watched you. Uh, I watched you choke out uh, Ellis the other, this morning. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, okay, so re- so was In that like a- that was a, a repeat? Yeah. Well, it was, no, it was just it was just online. 
Uh, so which what you mean when we were at the CNN green room? Because we've done a, a lot of no, different. I think it was in a studio. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. okay You're wearing tight black pants. That's all I know. Yeah. Oh, were they the leather ones? Yes, they were. Hot, hot, hot. And okay. so, I, and so, yeah. So, like, and in a weird way, it's like I watched that and I was like, uh, but it was very normal, right? So, but that was my whole, was my whole, uh, my whole thing with this thing. It's like you get it once you get it up and running. It's like then it becomes a little bit of a production. I would love to have an assistant in here to do that all for yeah. me. Yeah. But then it'll kind of you kind of lose the intimacy of the right of the entire product. Yeah, this feels uh very uh backyard and it is literally, but it I love literally. it. You did a really good job. So what was here before? Oh, so oh, so this was um a woodworking shop attached to the garage. The garage is next door and uh the guy that owned it just had like this really beautiful woodworking shop that he had made himself but it was very low it was very 1950s wait it looked just like this with the beams and everything no, okay because no, 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 no. i was gonna say this is amazing it looked it looked like uh like if you go into the valley you'll find a million places like that looked exactly like it the and so i work for travel channel and, i know and yes. so my um my comp my this company that owns travel channel owns diy i ran into the diy guys and said i want a man cave that's amazing. So Tony and uh, and Jason Cam- Cameron came out here and gave me a man cave. Did they film it? They filmed it, uh, and I got a man cave, and it's I could never afford it. Here's the problem. What a perk. I would have never been able to afford this man cave, and now the biggest problem we have is that we don't want to move because of this man cave. Yeah. Because it's, it's, like, it's, like, um, it's like a cool little backpack that you don't want to get rid of because it's got all my shit in here. You know, it's like, yeah, and, it's, I- and I love collecting shit, like... Yeah, I'm trying. It's a, I'm trying to absorb it all. I see you. The pictures. The pictures were what they put in for the show, and they're cool pictures. That's why I went skydiving with Rachel Ray up top. Then that was Bert the Conqueror over to the left. Those. That was the first comedy club I worked at, Boston Comedy Club. Oh, really? And so the, I was worked the door. Wait, where's your picture? Are it's you at on the bottom there? next to Norton and, and next next to Jim Norton? Oh, there you are! Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So those were the regulars, and I was the door guy. And so it's kind of like, and then these pictures over here, my girls, ones from my grandmother's funeral, they didn't know they put that up there. Oh, yeah, they don't know. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know what they were doing. And then, but like, it's, it's a little collection of everything I have. And then obviously yeah, you can't get rid of this. I can't get rid you of it. You need to figure out a way to somehow pick this up and attach it to a trailer yeah. and take it to your next home location because well, this is too good. Here's my goal is I'm going to hopefully something large will happen and we can buy a new house that we fit into and then keep this and then rent uh, here and this is by the way this is my brain this is not my wife's my wife if she was part of this would be like you're out of your fucking mind i believe in i believe in um the creative unconscious i believe in the collective creative unconscious yeah and i believe that what i should do is pay this identically for this Man Cave has been so creative for me i wrote my book in here i've uh, developed two sitcoms in here i've been production in four seasons of my show on two different shows i have my podcast out of here and i believe that what i should do is we should buy a new house probably in the neighborhood right. i like the neighborhood and then uh rent it to like a young comic with a family who's yes who, who can afford who can afford this is what you'd pay in rent in hollywood and allow him the opportunity to not struggle the way i got the opportunity not to struggle uh, well, I mean, I guess I earned it a tad bit, but uh, but you know. But there's yeah, there's a residual imprint here. Is what there's you're a, saying? There's, there's a residual. A cr- there's oh. a creativity. Yeah, I'll, I'll rent it. Yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me some of the creative juice, please. Yeah, and so and so yeah, so it's been. I mean, I just I, don't, I can't imagine leaving this place. We're talking today. We were looking at open houses, and I was like, I just want to add on to the house. I love this house. And there's I, no way you can't get a permit, or it's just it's it's not the right. 
plot it's, of land for that. I don't know. We don't want to put a second story on the house. Don't know if the house would look right with a second story. Right. That's, these are all stupid, silly Pro- These are definitely silly problems for me to talk to you about because I feel like I got an opportunity to talk to one, someone at least ten times smarter than I am. What? I, I, I don't know who told you that. No, but I watched <laughs> you on TV. I saw you on TV, and then I saw you on Ellis's on Ellis's show. Yeah, and you didn't come off like a know-it-all on Ellis's show. Oh, good. I, I hope. Off, I mean, I, I definitely don't know. Well, you don't come off so. like that on Dr. Drew on 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 Headline News. Is it yeah, Headline News? It's on Headline News. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you don't come off like that at all. I actually like your opinion. You were talking about. The Rolling Stone uh, rape. Yes, yes. The the UVA uh, rape. I guess it was a it was an accusation, an yeah. allegation, and then ended up backfiring on the victim. And it's really, and I say victim loosely because in this case, you know, first of all, nobody wants to be a victim blamer, right? So right. you get we in society today we're very hesitant to even almost investigate victims. And while I do like the idea that we are marching forward with empowering victims, we also have to make sure that we're not falsely accusing. People and that's yes. what happened in this case. And uh, Rolling Stone magazine did not do their due diligence. No. And in the meantime, they smeared uh, a number of people's reputations. Not only the university, not only the fraternity, but her friends, who they kind of painted as rape apologists. They didn't even cross check any of her facts. They didn't call or talk to those friends. They didn't talk to the fraternity. And it was a really disastrous, um, not only for the magazine, but for I feel like just for real victims of sexual assault. That's and rape. the one. Th- thing we said we said we were in the waiting room we just had a very quick conversation one of the things that really bummed me out about it and as a father of two daughters right is that now who the fuck wants to come forward i know no you're absolutely right it's already the statistic is is, uh, and i think this applies only to college uh women it i'm not sure if men fall in this category they're definitely also victims of sexual assault and rape but i think within this statistic it was 80 percent of young women and i could be wrong but if i remember it correctly 80 percent of, of of women in college they who are sexually assaulted or raped they do not come forward because of the fear of people thinking that they're lying or victim blaming i don't so, blame them yeah i, I, I genuinely right. don't blame them like, it sucks i'll tell you what and by the way i'm i'm about to analogize this with something that is gonna it's gonna sound like I'm trivializing rape, but like it's the same thing with stand-up comedy with people stealing your jokes. Eighty percent of guys don't come forward because they don't want to deal with right. the fucking hassle, right? And the and the the headache, yeah. And the, and and the, the like, it's like who's gonna believe me versus some famous guy that that is doing right. our special? Who's gonna believe me? Yeah, you might get labeled as a as a whiner or a pussy and then, yeah, or, then people or are like, whatever yeah. it may be. And, yeah, and I don't. And by the way, I cannot. There's no correlation between. No, the but two. you're just trying to. I, I get it. You're 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 presenting an an, an analogy that yes. that's something that you can relate to. Um, but yeah, I mean, we cover a lot of uh, doom and gloom on Doctor Drew on call. So I'm so happy to be here because <laughs> because it's nice to not talk about you know. So, I mean, the, the the police reports that I read. Oh, by on- the way, by the way, by the way, hold on. I, okay, I've always been a big supporter of the cops. Always, I yeah. never, I never, I always say to them, I, I always say to myself, I I can't imagine having that job. Right. I can't imagine dealing with. Literally starting off the worst day possibly in a lot of people's lives the second you meet them. That's what a cop does. Right. The second he pulls you over, this is the beginning of possibly the worst day of your life. Yes. Every yes. fucking – that's how you meet everybody. Right. But however, like it looks like they're <laughs> – Oh. A lot of videos coming out. I know, I know. I mean, that guy, he's not the guy in the back. I know. And he wasn't even running. 
I know. He wasn't even running fast. I know. I know. And I think you're, it's interesting that you bring up that point because you're right. Because in as of recent, we've all been uh, up in arms about, you know, police brutality. Yeah. There needs to be reform. And there does need to be reform, clearly. There does need to be reform. However, However, we are painting this picture, which, you know, it may be accurate to some degree. But, of course, there's so many police officers out there who are excellent, who, yes. who are risking their lives, who are are... They deserve nothing but respect. And then when we're showing, and of course, the news, what sells? Negative stories, right? Yeah. So it would be nice if we could balance it somehow, which will never happen. But if we could balance it with some positive stories so the children or teenagers, whoever it may be, watching the news can think, oh, wow, not all policemen are bad or yeah. women. Because right now it seems like that they're all, you know, that they're all fucked up. It and just, it sucks. And it's, and it's like, it's like I, I swear, I feel like in the Michael Brown case, I kept saying like, I, when when everyone started rioting, I went, hey, guys. It was, I mean, it was a grand jury. Like, yeah. I don't. They don't take that lightly. Like, right, I'm pretty right. sure whatever evidence they got presented right. that we're not all hearing right now had to be pretty solid in order for them to come across that way. Right. However, um, like, I mean, like, and even like, even like the old man who shot the dude in the back thought he was tasing him. Oh yeah, seventy yeah. year old dude. I know. I mean, like, I'm not. I don't look. You shouldn't have a seventy-two-year-old volunteer Thank police you. officer Thank you. doing anything. Let him do ride-alongs. Let him do other things. But I'm oh, sorry. Let him, no, and let him feel like he's got power. Let him like go work uh, the but front a, line of a concert or something. Thank you. But an undercover investigation. What the fuck with a, is he doing with, there? With a dude that that we still don't know if he really was on PCP or meth. That's still something oh, that's really? being investigated because they don't have a blood test on that. That's my wife. But oh my gosh, Why, hi. Leanna, that's Sam. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, how cute. This is re- I love how uh, genuine your, it's, your podcast it's, it's is. Yeah. Very gen- my, if my kids were here, they'd come in and sit down with you and ask oh. you a million questions. I, how, how old are your kids? Uh, I don't know. No, <laughs> 10, and, 10 and 8. I'll ask the wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he was, yeah, but, well, and then and there's the argument, hey, maybe don't, let's not, let's not, you know, you're starting your own. You're starting your own destiny train when you start selling firearms. That 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 right. That you, that's part of it. However, yeah, he's not a good guy. This yeah. guy that was shot in horrible situations, such horrible. a tragedy, did not deserve to be shot. I whatsoever. understand him running. I totally understand him running. Right. That's part of the gig yeah. when you do get busted selling firearms. Yeah. Hey, I ran from the cops once when I was right. a kid. Yeah. Because it's scary. Yeah. And you just go, maybe I can get away and nothing will happen. You did run from the. Okay, uh-huh. we got to yep. pause. Because yes, we're t- we're talking about a really tragic situation, and and uh, it's it's horrible, and there needs to be reform there. But um, I need to hear your story, and then we can uh, revisit this. But for, uh, I was sixteen years old. Okay, 16, sixteen years old. I just gotten my fox. We were, by the way, I couldn't even tell you where we were in Tampa. Like your fox, like bike, like no, BMX. No, like no, what no, do you no, mean, my fox? fox? My fox Volkswagen fox. <laughs> it was the step below the Jetta. <laughs> That's amazing. It was like it was like I want to say it was like eight grand or something. And paint the picture. Where are you? What, uh, what South state? Tampa. South Tampa. South Tampa in Florida. Okay. okay. Is me, Alan Rieger, Spencer, Trey Arnold, Cayman, and I think that's it. Okay. We're all in my. We're all in my. Wait, uh, how many of you were in this car? Five. It was five. We were all. I so mean, you're squished. We were all. We were all 130 pounds. Okay. You know, we're all like right. sophomores. And you were driving. I was driving. Okay. And we were doing. Uh, we were, I don't know if we were doing a beer run or if we were getting someone to buy us beer. Of course. One or the other, right? And so uh, they came in and Alan go in to buy the beer and or get the beer and they get the beer and they get the case and they walk it out 
And as soon as they put it in my trunk and shut the cop, shut the door of the trunk, they I hear cops. So I took off. Oh my gosh. I took off. Yeah. And and we were in we were in like and I it's only like okay so like if this is the store yeah okay this is my car we're parked like this there's a driveway going in and then out the other side there's a huge building right here okay okay so there's like a driveway going out and then we could pull out in the street well cops come here we pull out and a cop car stops here and stops us and like so I didn't really technically run that far but I definitely tried to take off and then they 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 um they caught you oh yeah what oh, yeah. and they and they uh. Took us all out. They separated us. They interrogated us. <gasps> they did not see the beer in the trunk. Oh, thank God. Okay, so there was no sort of like misdemeanor. They were like, or they, any- were like they were like, what is, what were you running from? Yeah. And I said, I go, I got to be down with you. I just got heard cops. I got scared, and I just took Aww, off. And, and that the, sounds sincere. And it sounded sincere. And they're like, well, what happened to the other two guys? Because they figured whatever had. Uh, the other guys were Cayman and Spencer. Cayman and Spencer, or Spencer and Trey Arnold, I think, took off running. And so they couldn't find them. So they got out of it. So they got they left. They left totally. Oh, they just bailed. They just bailed. Like, left peace us. out. <laughs> and so uh, and so I, I was like uh, I was like I don't know. And they're like well, you know where they are. They both had trench coats on. I was like oh by dear. the way yeah we were into the Smiths and oh, like cool. right and the on. Dead Kennedys. Oh my god, I'm, Dead Kennedys I'm like was ten years older than you. Probably well still like I Dead Kennedys. I think my 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 three favorite albums in high school or even junior high would probably be. Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, Minor Threat. Oh, yeah. And then I would say uh, the last one, well, I loved Metal too, but then, yeah, I would have to say Black Flag. So, like, yeah, okay. I was right within that same realm. I was just listening. I still listen to my CDs. Did you ever listen to, to Ministry? To Dead Kennedys. To what? Ministry? No. I know of Ministry, but I never got into it. No. Tonight, Google Al Jorgensen. Okay. And just watch. Yeah. It's black and white footage of him talking. He is fucking fascinating. Oh, really? I'm, I'm trying to buy his book, but it's not on Kindle. It is... Uh, and what I'm going to Google, is that something from like the 80s? Al Jorgensen, that... he talks about the night that River Phoenix died. Oh, really? And like, it's just, it's just little snippet interviews. I maybe got like 20,000 hits. Yeah. But like, it's fascinating. Oh, I can't wait. I'm I so got, excited. I got onto it because, um, I got onto it because, you ready for the, I, by the way, and this is what I love about the internet. Got onto it because I was Googling something about corn and the title was, Jonathan Davis wants to punch Fred Durst in the face. Oh, okay. And I, I, I'm aware of this. Yeah, okay. And yeah. So Fred Durst did a cover of a ministry song. Yes, and, I know all about this. Yeah. How do I know about this? I don't know. But I, yeah, I know all about all. Yes. And never told anyone it was a ministry I song. I know all about this. Yes. <laughs> I, re, I must have reported on this year. I used to work with MTV and stuff. Yes. I, I must. That's crazy. And so it was the song. By the way. Okay, so the, I need it was to at, revisit it was at, this. It was at Woodstock was when he did the first cover. But now he's released an album okay. and it's got it on there and he credits ministry and he didn't by the way if you watch the footage of Fred Durst singing Thieves with Limp Biscuit yeah. at 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 uh at Woodstock how was it it is uh it is it raises chills like it is really it is a, I don't know how many people there were 500,000 people all really stomping and energy to the next level and i are they singing I, along oh it's See no, that? no oh no. he's just he's just doing the oh he's just okay and it's fucking amazing see i that's crazy that's that's crazy so then me. i watch that and i go i gotta see ministry sing thieves yeah. and ministry does it so much better yeah and then it's like al jorgensen talks about uh johnny depp so i click that and then it's the night River Phoenix died, and then I got obsessed. Whoa. Then I watched everything Al Jorgensen's ever done, and he's doing heroin in front of the camera, what? and he's talking about heroin. And I'm and I just read the beginning of Naked Lunch with I don't William know what S. That is. William S. Burroughs. Okay. There's an amazing NPR uh, uh, on on This American Life. Go back a couple weeks. 
and they do a they they just share a special that Iggy Pop did on William S. Burroughs, and it is fascinating. William S. Burroughs was a huge into the beat generation with Kerouac and uh-huh. all those, but he was a practicing homosexual, yeah. practicing heroin addict, and he is kind of it's fascinating. So got naked lunch, so then all of a sudden yeah. I'm watching Jurgensen shoot guns with fucking William S. Burroughs, and I'm like, this is that's crazy, mind blowing. And I'm like, I wish yeah. I had more brain and more time to deal yeah. with this. Right, right. You know? Yeah, but, we never have enough time in the day. But uh, but yeah, and then so and then six degrees of separation. I go on your videos today. By the way, I, I the debate show you did. Oh my god, which one did you see? I saw I think fucking all of them that you <laughs> lost. I could. I, I don't always lose, but yeah, the viewers I, I love to vote me. I love. Okay, they love. That's to, why because oh, they want me to spin the damn wheel of fate. Yeah, which the wheel of fate is you know to the your, name of the show is debate debate this? your fate debate, debate your, fate. your fate and it's a show I created. Are you serious? Yeah, I created it and I produce it for the web. Uh, yeah, it's with GSN's new so GSN Game Show Network just launched this digital network like a year ago, and uh, they needed uh, a game show, and so my co-host and I decided to do. They wanted something where it was like a he said versus a she said. Yeah. But then they wanted some pop culture relevance, maybe some social topics. And so we thought, okay, why don't we do some sort of a debate show? And then it just spun from there. And so the whole element is to your listeners, we do we do like one minute debates on hot topics. It could be something as 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 pop culture-ish as like Batman versus Superman, or it could be something, you know, like dating and relationship like Tinder versus match. And then the loser, voted by our fans, uh, has to spin the wheel of fate. And the wheel of fate sucks. I've had to cut my hair. I've had to. I saw the wedgie. Oh, the wedgie made me bleed. The wedgie made. He hung me from a freaking uh, ladder. Yeah, I saw it. That was insane. (laughs) So, yeah, we're doing like jackass type stunts to a degree. I mean, clearly we're not doing anything. To a degree, but they're also very, they're also very highbrow. It's, but not highbrow, but like they're very like, I'll tell you what. I literally, I saw, I think I saw the wedgie and then I was like, I was like, all right. And in the most lowbrow way, I was like, I'm just going to click to all the ones she loses and just watch her lose. <laughs> no. And I literally watched 10 of you oh just losing gosh. just back to I back know. to back. Yeah. I, they always they always vote me in. It's so annoying. And then afterwards, once I lose, and they'll write, oh, it should have been Sean. I'm like, screw you guys. Yeah. Screw you guys. So wait, so wait so, how did you get – how did you – how did you get your start – in the in the in the business and uh, I well I went to UCLA and I swam for UCLA so when I first went to UCLA that was my only mission I was like I'm swimming swimming's my life I didn't think really too much outside of what would happen when I graduated but uh, I eventually what was your event what was my event Uh, it changed so like in high school when I was actually my fastest was the hundred back in the 50 free and then uh-huh. when i got to college and i like developed and grew boobs i was like shit like everything changes so <laughs> yeah. i became more like 200 i am 400 i am okay. but i was definitely at my peak when i was younger like i would say my peak was between like 14 and 17 yeah. which you know is is fairly common for for, for swimmers um, did you have a female swimmers back uh, I was like 30 pounds heavier in muscle. Uh-huh. I was like, I, I didn't care. I was a beast. I was like, I just want to win. And, I, <laughs> and then, and then when I quit swimming, like my whole body, like returned back to like this twiggy body. It's so weird how that happens. Um, uh, for the better. Yeah. 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 I think so. I was like, I was shaped like a, like a male swimmer. Oh, I no, was, Cayman and Alan and I were like, yeah. uh, we want swimmers bodies because the male swimmer oh, body the male swimmer is the best are body. Phenomenal. Yeah. The, and the best tan. Yes. If you can look good in a speedo. And by the way, I still rock speedos all the fucking time. You wear a speedo do you not are you gonna show me, me a picture do you not follow me on twitter i don't think oh, i do where is my oh yes i do i follow you on twitter 
I do. Uh, you're about to say. When did you I wear it? Oh, just you'll see. I'm pulling this up, and I know this isn't part of the what you call it, but you know what? It just needs to be shared. So you got to tell me how recent is this? Is uh, this, this like was, a summer ago? Hang on. This was a couple weeks ago. Oh my god! <laughs> and you and you were wearing a cowboy hat. I hope I get to. Oh, and here cowboy we, boots. What song is this? Baby uh, Got Back? We're doing a Travel Channel Stars, next Travel Channel Star. And we oh. wanted something to get uh, eyes on the site. So oh I did that. Oh my gosh. And have your viewers seen this? Uh, a lot like, of people. Like, have you guys seen this? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they have. If they listen to my podcast, they definitely You wear it. it well. You absolutely wear it well. I, I still wear Speedos, and I love Speedos. I love Speedos. It's amazing how fast you swim in a Speedo. Oh, 100%. Shorts drag. You glide. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. I get, yeah. We went out to Lake Powell and uh, for like an episode, and I would have bathing suits on with my Speedo underneath, and the second we were done wrapped, I'd throw the bathing suit off You're and like just torpedo. Speedo around. I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting to look at. So, so, so you okay, swam. So I qu- I ended up I'm sorry. I I'm a up- really bad interviewer. No, I, uh, we still never finished your police story, by the way. You told me they had trench coats. Then we moved on to the oh, Smiths, to Dead Kennedys. We'll get to that. The interesting part was I told them I didn't have the key to open the trunk. Yeah. Oh, and that's where the beer was. That I, yep, Smart. That I Because they had given me randomly a valet key. Huh? For this car, a valet key. Oh, 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 I got yeah. a valet key that okay. only started the car. You're lucky. And so you could yeah. lock the glove box. And yeah. so I... Ditched the keys in the side door, pulled the valet key out, and said, "I only have so a valet key for this." That. And I said, "And I said, and they said well, we saw them show, pop the, tr- the close the trunk." I said, "You did not see them close the trunk. They probably slapped the trunk." But I go, "They did not close the trunk." They and I slapped. Go, the and trunk. I go, and I and, they, and the guy was like, "Okay." But here's what's interesting: the guy said to me, uh, "Here's the deal. Give me your parents' phone number." And so I gave him my phone number, and he goes, "I'm going to call your parents tonight. You may want to." beat me to that call and run home and tell them Scary. what you did yeah. so i went home and i fessed up i told my parents that oh good i didn't tell them i'd be in the trunk no you got you yeah you sugarcoat by the way we still had a ca- we had a still a case of natty light to kill that night so oh but i didn't drink and drive i didn't never drink and drove so yeah. i just didn't so anyway yeah. go okay. ahead so uh then i was i i had i had was over swimming for quite some time like i knew that it was like my ticket into getting into college because i had a scholarship so i was like okay i'm riding this wave Got into college and then I just couldn't do it anymore. So lost my scholarship, started working, blah blah blah. Ended up graduating, and then when I graduated, I uh, was working like random odd jobs, like a closet shop where I literally sold hangers. And long story short, one of my clients at the closet shop worked at Judge Judy, and she was like, "You would be a great PA for my husband, who was the executive producer." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever I can. That sounds great because I always wanted to get eventually into producing, working in the entertainment industry, something." So I ended up working as a PA at Judge Judy, worked my way up to producer there, loved it. And then I ended up leaving Judge Judy as a producer to start working on hosting. So I uh, started doing, you know, my own like fake hosting segments. <laughs> so wait, Judge Judy, Judge Judy, when you produce it, like, and I don't maybe you can't talk about this. Yeah. But, but like some, like how mad are those people at each other? Pissed. That's really? the ticket. So we get real small claims cases from courts and some people send in their own cases but most of our cases come from these small claims courts yeah. and the ticket as a producer or the, the the main ingredient I should say rather is you want to make sure that you get two people that are emotionally invested so it could be an ex-boyfriend and an ex-girlfriend a brother and sister cousins whatever that may be and then your job as a producer is you manipulate the sucks we manipulated the shit out of them so 
like I had them in two different holding rooms and I'd be like, and it'd be true. I'd like first talk to the litigant, both litigants, but like the plaintiff. And I'd say, so give me like your bullets. Oh, they did this. They did that. They did that. Bah, 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 bah. Then I'd go right over the next person. They're separated. And I'd be like, so she said this, 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 this. <laughs> oh, they come out ready. Like they come out ready to like throw punches and judge Judy, you know, her whole thing is to kind of keep them like make them stop Love talking. Right. It's, She's amazing. Yeah, it's it's but a really we tell good... them. Yeah. We would tell them when, when judge Judy tells you like, stop talking. If you stop talking, that's going to make it look like that. You're not fully invested in the case, which, Shut makes up. It, which makes it look like that you're guilty. So that's why they talk over her because oh, the producers like we great. manipulate them. It sucks. That's, no, that's great. But they're real I, cases. I, hey, can I tell you the only thing better than judge Judy is the Mexican judge Judy. Who? Christina. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh my is she people's God. court? No, you, she's redhead. It's in Mexico. Oh my gosh. And it is uh, next level. They have custody hearings on their show. No way. Custody hearings with the children in there. Oh, that's and the gnarly. Mom. And, that's and gnarly. I, I, speak, uh, I speak enough Spanish to understand Telemundo. How like do you can, speak Spanish? I grew up in Florida, so oh, I, I can yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. I don't actually. Let me rephrase that. I can't speak. I don't speak enough Spanish to talk to fucking anybody. Okay. I can buy drugs in Mexico, but <laughs> I but I understand <laughs> Spanish enough Spanish to pick up the gist of yeah. sentences when people are talking. Right. And I listened to. I, I used to watch that and just oh my it was gosh. fucking this, they had a custody battle on the fucking show. And I, I was that's, like, that's crazy, right there. Because I can imagine if ours is about. Two cousins fighting over Kids eight. are crying. The um, mom's like, he's, he smokes crystal. He smokes crystal. Oh, my gosh. Fuma cristal. Fuma cristal. That, and I'm like, that's, that's a whole other level right there. Oh, it's uh, next level. That's so, next level. Okay, so then I, I ended up piecing out and started doing my own hosting stuff and just, you know, doing my own thing. And then I slowly, like, worked my way up. So I was working for HBO Lab, which is a – it was HBO's digital version years ago. And then it went under. And then I was doing things for MTV Australia, MTV New Zealand – um, more action sports type things. Yeah. And then I what's what? Are you fearless? I, oh gosh, I would like to think I'm fearless, but no, I end up, I'll fake it for the camera. And afterwards I'm always like, dude, that was so rad. And I'm pumped on it. But during it inside, I have like total mini panic attacks, but you can't show that on camera. Yeah, you can. Oh my God. I do it. They didn't want me to. I, I do it constantly. See if I, <laughs> if, <laughs> if I had it my way, like if I was producing my own thing, then yeah, I would be like, I would totally be me. But yeah. when I was doing this other show, it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, let's do this. And that was like, so I'd be like on my way up to go skydiving, like panicking inside and then to like MTV, I'd be like, yeah, but dying. So yeah. MTV, you're right. MTV does want that. They do want the... The beautiful girl who's uh, fucking rad and uh, wants to hang out with Travis Pastrana. And oh, my God. Wild Boys. Totally. Yeah, I'm trying to think sense. if we did anything with Travis because it was all like we would do the stunts with these action sports stars. So we would do like big wave surfing and we do all. I never did the big wave surfing. I did like I think my wave was around like but I grew up in Santa Cruz. So I know how to surf. But yeah. it wasn't like gnarly. Like we weren't at Mavericks. That's insane. But we did do like. A six foot wave is a beast of a fucking yes! wave. I'm being very candid. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And when you're laying down paddling, it's huge oh, when it's, you look up. It's like staring up at fucking Shaq's dick. Thank you're just you. like, oh my God. No, thank you. Yeah. I, I love I, that you compared a six foot wave to I Shaq's I compare a dick. lot to Shaq's dick and I've never seen it. If I do ever oh see God. Shaq's dick. I can't I will... imagine. Oh. Huge. Or I don't the... understand how it like doesn't go through the woman's. Like uterus, I, I, like how, like it's insane to me when I, I really bet it's, think about it. I bet it's it. probably average for his size, which is just a big dick. If he had a, if 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 Shaq had a big dick for a seven foot person, I can't. Imagine. You know, like like uh, like I hear Ellis has a big dick. Oh my god, uh, you can't tell me that. I think I, he told me that. So well, I guess it's on the internet. He told me, yeah, you can Google my dick. I'm, yeah, I've yet to Google his dick. I don't feel right about it. 
Are you Googling I'm his Googling dick? his dick right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Um. Okay, so while you're Googling so his dick. Keep going, keep going. Um, okay, so then, yeah, I did MTV New Zealand. Then I was working on a car racing show. And then after that, I was working on a pop culture show, what was the which car I love. Show? It was on Versus Network. It only was one season. It was, was called it? Circuit Battles. Okay. So what it was, it was these kind of like, um, uh, I guess Circuit Battle is like a drag race, but like on a circuit track. That's like what a circuit battle is. And okay, so that yeah, was yeah, fun. Yeah. That was like cool and everything, but it was very short lived. Then I started doing a pop culture show, which I love. And I produced that show, which I still do today, which is called Pop Trigger. That's on the Young Turks Network, which is the largest online news show in the world. Uh, a, a big fan. I've, I've became familiar with Young Turks through Rogan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Senek. Yeah. Jank. It's, yeah, but it's it's spelled C E N K, but it's pronounced Jank. Jank. Yeah, the first time I met him, I was like in my head, I was like, it's Jank, not Sank. It's Jank, not Sank. Well, your last name's Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Which is not. It's, it doesn't look like Shocker. No, it looks like Shasher. Shasher. Yeah, Shasher. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy. Um. Uh. So wait. Uh. I find that guy fascinating. He's awesome. I read his bio. He's an interesting guy. Totally, just says it like it is. And that and the girl Anna Kasparian. Yeah, says it like it is. Both like, of them, non-filter, like just boom. This is what we think. Love it. Hate uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a cool... So still work on that show. And then that led to Dr. Drew because they were looking on someone that can like provide like social commentary, pop culture commentary. And I just went on there on one episode and then it stemmed from there. Then they kept having me back and then I became his co-host. And now we're reformatting the show. But it's been it's been two years now over there, which is insane. I love Drew. I love Drew. The reason... I love him. He's such a good guy. Yeah. He's... Uh, he really is a good guy. And... And... uh He's. I've, I told him this the last time I did this podcast, but uh, the story that I'm probably most famous for is uh, getting involved with the Russian mafia when I was a kid. Wait, what? Everyone listening is like, Ugh, I wish she had just known it. So no, wait, what do you mean? Uh, How old were you? 22 years old. I got involved with the Russian mafia. And, How? Uh, were you like a mule? A drug mule? No, 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 no. I was studying abroad. <laughs> I, was, I was studying abroad. <laughs> Locked <laughs> like, no, up abroad? No, no. I was just <laughs> studying abroad, and, and, uh, and it was... Uh, it it they the mob ran Russia. They needed someone to. They needed we needed protection, so we paid off the mafia to keep us safe. Wait, what? You needed I'm giving protection. you the very abridged. Okay, really quick. You needed protection for what? From the other from the from Russia from the mobs. So the but mob why? basically. So the mob ran Russia. So okay. when we went over, their mom's like, "Great, how about I'm I'm, I'm ballparking numbers." So wait, about- you first you decided to study abroad in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so, uh, and when we went over there, the mob said, "That's awesome that you're coming over here to the travel agency or whatever." To the, but how about you give us like twenty grand and we'll make sure nothing happens to you. We that that's insane. Oh yeah. This but you, what do you do at that point? You you're, give them twenty. Grand. I agree. I would yeah. have done the same thing. So the, I didn't give them anything. I was a child. I was like twenty-two. And so oh, that's so the, my bag. So the, what'd you say? I didn't say anything. I just found out when we got there. We've paid off the mafia to keep us safe in exchange for money they give us to young gangsters, and so they stayed with us. So, so how often were they with you? I, fucking every single day. What do you mean? Like, I, I, like secret and, service? And they, became, and they became my best friends. So you so were like everything. Malia Obama and you had like secret service with you all the time? Uh, more like imagine if secret service didn't really want the job. Oh, were they but had to, Well, no, they, no, they just, they were just like. Did you like they, party with them and stuff? A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're, by the way, we're losing everyone that's listening. Okay. To, sorry, because, guys. No, okay, because they're on. like, they're like, Jesus, Bert, we've heard it. Yeah. No, okay. But like, I, I don't know. Wh- 
so anyway, randomly. Yeah. Very randomly. And this is my And what's testament. Drew think of this story? Well, I'm doing Drew's show. This is probably eight years ago. Uh-huh. It was right after Adam left. Okay. Oh, you're doing Loveline. Loveline. Okay. And uh, they didn't have a co-host yet. Okay. So they were in between Adam and the next co-host. Mike? Or in between there? Striker. Okay. Before Striker. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. Eight years ago. That makes sense. Eight years okay. ago. So I'm doing Drew's show and a kid from my class calls up. And he says, uh, why don't you tell Drew about the time you robbed us in Russia? Wait, what? And I'm like, what? And he says, why don't you tell Drew about the time you robbed the train in Russia? Robbed a train? And so I go, and and by the way, it's like, and this this is, I really hate the fact that I feel like I'm somewhat of a self-promotionist now. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of like, of like, uh, of like shameless self-promotion. Right. However, at this in this business, in this day and age, if you're not selling yourself in a meeting right. or on press or in media or on stage, it, no one is. No. So you better yeah. you better get on the train. Yeah, it's true. The, the, it's uncomfortable, but yeah. it's true. Excuse the pun. But yeah. so I had just gone on to just be a comic and just tell jokes and 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 improv with the thing and Drew's like, "Excuse me." And then I'd literally almost probably forgotten about the story and wow. i was just like i was like oh yeah i did that and he was oh, like what my god so i told drew the story i told a very like a bridge i'm sure you can find it online it was like what i remembered of like like from the moment of the guy saying it to me going yeah i got involved with the russian mafia and we they were my buddies and, and they called me the machine i called myself the machine and they started calling me the machine what i was trying to say in russian is I am the man, which is Yamashina, but I said oh. Yamashinu, which means I am the machine. So you you speak Russian? I, no, that's part of the but other. But you understand it? No, okay. that's part of the other beauty of this story is that I took fucking two years of Russian, never learned a fucking word. Um, what were you doing? I was there? just getting C's. It was Florida State. Oh, I was I was my... on the Jameis Winston program. And oh so, my gosh! And Wait, so, so when you when you rob a train, are you actually like sticking I, them up? I, no. Like, what do you do? Or are you pickpocketing? We just robbed them. Like, Like how? We waited until, well, we started by robbing the bar cart, which I didn't know we were doing. Oh, so so first you're robbing the alcohol. No, the money, (laughs) the cash register. Okay. Like, we went in. I I got, (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling this story, but now we're in it. But, like, I I went into the bar. I got two new gangsters for the train. Igor and Sasha were my gangsters in in in. St. Petersburg, and different mob ran the train, different mob ran Moscow. Whoa. They told us that. They go, you get new guys, nobody, you're like, don't worry. We told them about you. They know who you are. They're going to take care of you. What? And so they told me. And when we got there, they're like, guys, this is the machine. If you give the machine volume, you'll have a great time. They love that you're- And they fucking loved me. Yeah, I, mean, I could tell. I, I can just yeah. imagine they loved you, and especially nev- at 22. And they had never seen any of the movies that we all grew up on. So anytime I needed a joke, I just- Took oh. a line from Caddyshack oh, quotes. Oh, they thought you were hilarious. And they're like, this guy is, who the fuck right. is this yeah, guy? And right. they'd be like, he's the machine. <laughs> so, so I'm partying with them. And then we went into the bar cart. And uh, Big Igor said to me in Russian, the big, the two guys that we were with on the train were both named Igor. And he said, go by the bar and grab bread. And I understood him. And I was proud. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking learning. Yeah. So then I go back. I grab bread. And he's like, grab cheese. I'm like, I know what you're saying. He's like, grab vodka. I was like, give me another one. And he's yeah. like, grab the money. And we robbed the. Okay, cart. so it wasn't the people's money. Oh no, he Igor was robbing the people as he went around the thing. And he how just, does he rob the people? Give just me your go money. Into their pockets. He's, Give me your again, money. It's the mob. Holy! I mean, and it's nineteen ninety five. You got to remember, this is. Holy! I mean, you were only like ten, but like That's this insane. is insane. This is a time. So so Russia breaks apart the economy before they end communism. Okay. They break apart the economy and say, um, "We're gonna we're gonna practice out." And by the way, if I'm wrong about this, everyone. 
Don't, no reason you need to tell me. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, not, I'm not a fuck. I'm not on headline news. Yeah. They break <laughs> apart the economy before it's, it's called perestroika, I think. Okay. And so they break apart the economy and allow communism to start trickling in before, commun- before communism falls there. So what in, in that process, what happened is the, is the black market, which was already operating in communist Russia, which were the gangsters, which right. were this, 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 I mean, I, I'm talking like, you got to realize what kind of fucking ballsy ass gangster runs illegal crimes in Soviet Russia. That's crazy. In the 80s and the 70s. These guys are already in. So when, as soon as this happened, they took over everything. Wow. And the mob took they all pounced. the, they pounced. Took, took over all all of russia right and it was so bad there was a there was a um there was a a magazine out i forget i can't remember the name of the magazine it was like the expatriates or something about these two guys who would do this is during this time that i was there i fucking i think i want to say johnny knoxville showed me this article uh because i told him i'd been to russia and he was a writer for big brother and i think he showed me it or he may not have i don't know but they would do stunts with each other to see how much they could get away with with the cops. They literally, and I, my recollection's always shady, Yeah, literally would go to the morgue and see if they could buy a corpse. And then they bought a corpse. And they're like, holy shit, we got a body. What the so fuck they, do we do with this body? they made a game out of it. And they literally, and they'd write about it. They'd write That's... about their adventures. And they'd they'd say, "What? let's see what happens if we have a corpse in the trunk and the cops find us. I wonder if we can get out of it. And they'd do it and they get out of it. And they go, holy shit, what if we have the head? What if we just have the I head can't. in the I middle cannot. of the console? I wonder if we can get out of it. And they get out of it. Just and then it was when like, you think how fucked up like certain people or cultures, societies, whatever yeah. countries are, then you hear, no, they're more fucked up than what oh, we thought. So so, so it was a, a very lawless time. I'm, I remember watching, outside a bookstore, I remember watching a guy get a gun put in his mouth. And it, and and people just walked away. I mean, it was like, it was you know, it was people very... people didn't want to interfere, I mean, because of the the, the, the fear, right? No, you don't. you're talking about a group of people who all grew up under communism. Under communism, you never, you never raised your voice. You never spoke in the subway. It was wow. silent in the subway. You never talked out loud. Men hold hand, would hold hands or hold arms so they could whisper to each other. It was very secretive, and you didn't rock the boat. And then you have these gangsters coming in going, oh, we've been rocking the boat the whole time, right. and now no one can fucking stop us. That's insane. And it was, it was really a different – it was an interesting – it was the Wild I West. I cannot believe that you were Very there. interesting. That's- time and then we robbed the train and then i you, i'll send so you a what link did to drew the story say, though like so was drew, he just like I, what the hell i tell drew the, i tell the story and drew's like you, you know the story you know the look when drew is i can't is, wait to talk to him about it tonight yeah, oh, i yeah. cannot wait to talk to him about it tonight and so i tell him the story and he goes that is amazing that's maybe the best story i've ever heard he goes because it it doesn't even it the best part of the story and by the way the best part of the story is i we we pull into moscow and the teachers who have known that we've just robbed our whole class and the whole train, uh, someone told the police. And so the police were there when they got there. And the teachers were like, you're going to fucking jail. Like, the police were here. And the police took a statement from my whole class. And the gangster just goes out that I'm with the big or just starts yelling at the cop going, No, he's not. Fuck you. Fuck you. We fuck you in the ass. I'm like, easy, buddy. Whoa. And then the cop calls me over and like, I don't even know what that means. But he's like, it doesn't sound like, you're okay. Stay yeah. there. Calls me over and I get in the cop's face and he grabs him by the arm and he looks at me and he goes, so I understand you're the machine. <laughs> And so I, I, it's a good insane. story. It's a good story. It's a good story. It's a be- the best. It's the reason I wrote a book. I have a book. I'm sure it's I'm fucking floating around here. It's the reason I wrote a book. It's because As you of that should. story. Yeah. I tell the story to Drew. Drew says to me, 
I'd like you to come back tomorrow night and tell that story again. He's hilarious. So I come back the next night and he goes, can you tell the machine story again? He's hilarious. I tell it again and yeah. he just tells me, he goes, this is your movie. This is your book. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to talk to Drew about it tonight. He's yeah. going to love it. And so and so I did his podcast recently and I, I told him the story again. I said, you know, you, lo- so that's the very first time I ever fucking told it in any capacity. On the line, on and radio. Then, and then I never told it again for like, for like probably five years and then told it once on radio, once on another radio. And then I did Rogan for the first time and I, I said something. And then I said, when I come back next time, I'll tell you about when I got involved with the Russian mafia and robbed a train. And literally I came back and it changed yeah. my career. It changed my career. Wow. Let's get the fuck off of Bert. I'm doing, I'm telling you all about me. <laughs> I love it. And I, and, and I'm the, the it's uh, so, when you do love line, when, when yes. you do, when you and do, and I've done love line, I do, I fill in for either Drew or Mike whenever they're gone. Mike's great. I have Mike on the podcast. Oh, God, Mike's I fascinating. I love them both. Yeah. I get dick pics, not his own, not his own, but Drew and I get dick pics that Mike sends us yeah. right before we go live on air. And sometimes yeah. during it, and I know to put like that little moon thing on my phone which silences it what is that like oh, the, oh yeah yeah the do not disturb drew doesn't because drew's afraid that he'll forget to undo not disturb his phone which means when he gets out he could get a really important call from a patient because yeah. he's still a practicing doctor yeah so i know to put the do not disturb well throughout our work because we are live on dr drew on call we get those we get gnarly you guys are live to any to any delay Maybe like a beat. Maybe if Drew's like in New York and I'm here, there might be like a two, like a a, a one and a half second delay. But yeah, we yeah, we are getting nasty. Not only like uh, dick pics, but like I mean like crazy fetish pics from Mike Catherwood throughout our Mike's our one guy. hour show. The um. So wait, here's what I always wondered when I watch that show. So like, say you guys are talking about uh, like uh, like say you guys are talking about Ferguson. Okay, which and, we did. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then. Like, uh, Ferguson's a bad example, but like maybe like say you're talking about the dad who looted and the dad who said burn this motherfucker to the ground, and and everyone kind of all is on the same page with like he shouldn't have fucking done that. Wait, which dad was it? Uh, you have to forgive me because we no, care, we cover so you many cover cases. so much shit. Oh, and it's gnarly. So I don't know which Mike which... Brown's stepdad. Oh, okay. after the after the yes. verdict, stood yes. up on when a car he was and on said, the car and yeah, he burn said, yes. this motherfucker to right. the ground. Right. Um, what's what I'm curious about is like when you guys start some sometimes when I watch the show, some people seem um cartoonish mm-hmm. in their opinions mm-hmm. like they're they're like clearly like I go clearly that can't be your opinion oh I, I like uh, yeah <laughs> like, okay, so the producers are really good at. They don't tell you what your opinion should be. However, they are really good at picking personalities with that are very opinionated. And certain people do know to bump it up. Like the first person that I can think of is, is this gentleman named Shagoon that comes on the show. <laughs> and he he will bump it up. So let's say he really uh, is in opposition to what happened that night. He will be loud. He'll start. And then I'll start talking. He'll tell me shame on me for. Yeah, for yeah, and yeah. Then I'm like, wait, what do you mean shame, shame on me? On I didn't yeah. get two words out. Can I please like finish my sentence? Because maybe I'm in agreement with you, but you're cutting me off. So, yeah, it just kind of. But we only have like it's it's a it's a difficult format because, first of all, we're all in boxes yeah. we're like i always say we're like two boxes short of the brady bunch when you watch us visually it's like box 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 and we have very few seconds to get our opinions it's out. a very di- it's a very difficult medium to, medium yes. to operate in it's 
so difficult. It's not like you and I talking right now, or if it was like me, Drew, and maybe like two experts on a couch, which hopefully is the future of our show. We're working on that right now. It'll be a live audience. Is that show. what you guys are thinking about? Ugh. Is that the it would be? We transition? just redid the whole studio. It'd be fantastic, and it looks like we are moving in that direction. Uh, but That'd yeah, be great. I because I I like the show. I like the show. I actually like the show. I, don't, I like it the way it is. I don't have a problem with the way it is. But like. But I, I watch it. I don't watch other versions of that style of show right. because yeah. of that reason. It's hard. It's hard to like, you know, I don't get to see Drew. You know, he's in a box. I'm in a box. He's in a totally different flash than I am. And then you're all you're listening very hard to the other people. And if there is someone in And you DC, can't look like you're listening. You can't no. be like. Yeah. No. And then some people are on little delays because some of the people might be from D.C. They might they might be from New York. So sometimes they you start talking and then they don't know you're talking. So then they start talking and it can be difficult. And that's the only time it's frustrating is when you see them talking over each other and you're like and you're like, but that's very hard to not do. Sometimes there's a delay and sometimes you, you really don't even know that's happening until it's too late. So it's it's I mean, I love it. I mean, it's a great show. It keeps you on your toes. I love live television. You guys have you guys have uh have you had Tiffany Fallon on? We've had no, we haven't had Tiffany Fallon. We'd have we've you had know a, she is? we've had a Tiffany Henry on, but not a Tiffany Fallon. No, I thought I saw Tiffany Fallon on one time. She, she might have been on like been. Nancy Grace or something. Oh, okay. Like when they do that, but she went to Florida State with me. Oh, what was she? She was uh, attorney. Post. Playmate. Uh, she's. Uh, oh, I wonder if we maybe then did have her on because we've done some stories where we'll have a playmate come on. She was married to the lead singer of Rascal Flats. Oh, really? No, yeah. I don't think we really her on. I would like know. I, I think I would remember that. I don't really think I knew her. I mean, I might, I might have known her, but I don't. Yeah. But like, it was just we had mutual friends. Then we both went into entertainment. Yeah. And so it's like one of. The, and I saw her on the TV one time, and she had a very educated opinion. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Uh, do you ever have to? Do you ever have to skew your opinion because the panel's so lopsided? Sometimes, sometimes I. Because I, I mean, you're good at that. You're good at you're good at arguing. Yeah, that's 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 the show. It's kind of like it reminds me of Debate Your Fate to a certain degree. It in in the sense that no one's gonna watch. <laughs> us talk about a subject if we're all in agreement well, people watch nancy grace so they, fucking she's everyone's a caricature though she really is I she love really nancy, is a caricature she is she is so different and crazy and passionate and i say that in the most respectful way because i think that she's she's great at what she does but she is a you tune in to see this nancy grace caricature yeah. so with drew drew you know drew he's level-headed he's very logical he uh is very kind and so with all of us but he gets heated too so we all have to make sure no matter what that opinion is we have to be strong about it but yeah if you kind of feel like things are heading into a lull i might get a little birdie in my ear a producer saying uh amp it up so then all of a sudden you're like oh and and you got to find something you know there's always something in the story yeah. uh that you can become outraged about or you might need to tweak what somebody else said and bring it you know bring up a different subject matter that you can kind of have some sort of confrontation on otherwise it's just not interesting to the viewers you know and that's that's a lot of pressure and sometimes I go home and just being like exhausted because some it's I I have a very um my opinions even though I'm strong in my opinions I'm very uh I always see both sides of things, yeah. and on this show, I can't do that. So when I go home, if I were to have a conversation with any of the people that I was in a quote-unquote argument with, of course, if we were sitting down, I would always see their side, yeah. and that's just who I am. So it's it can be it can be exhausting, and then the, the Twitterverse goes nuts. Oh, God. How could you say that? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, listen, I got 30 seconds to say my point. Like so sorry I couldn't elaborate on it more, but leave me alone. You gotta you gotta be just dead inside and be like 
Yeah. Have you ever been called a racist? Uh, yeah, I have. And I'm the funny thing is, is I am always. Uh, the funny thing would be is if you like, and I fuck a lot of black guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I won't elaborate there. But, um, <laughs> Wait, have you ever been with a black no, guy? I'm not. T- I'm married, and I got. Are you married? Yes, I'm married, and he's he's a Jewish boy. Oh really? And boy, he's. Oh, so he's, if his parents found out, if his parents found out, they lose their minds. I'm not even going to talk about. That. <laughs> They already were not happy that I am not Jewish. That Bro, the you whole... are the you are what you are. They weren't you happy are about what that. Started the Holocaust. Yeah, I'm German too. They weren't happy you're about that. Hair, yes. Blue eyes. You're, my... they you're the reason they got kicked out of their house. I mean, to laugh at the Holocaust, but like yeah. you are the epitome. Right. Yes. In their minds, I'm I'm probably a Nazi. No, oh, they love God. me. They love me. But yeah, my ancestors Chicksa, are, are is that German. What they call you? Is that, is I, that the I'm pretty word? sure I've been called that. What is it? it? It's like, I think that means like a goy. I've been white. called a goy. Yeah, yeah. I've been called a goy, which is a non-Jew. Yeah. Uh, but no, they love me. Um, but yeah, there was an incident in the beginning where they were like, are you going to convert? And I was like, oh, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that, they're like, I guess that's a no. Yeah, exactly. She's wearing <laughs> oh, a cross. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's wearing a cross. No, I'm not I'm not really even a, a, a religious person. I just, But I didn't want to even have to choose a religion is, is what I Do you believe there's something them. after life? I think, yeah, I do believe that there's something out there, and I do. It, it, there's some comfort in thinking that there's a spiritual guidance. I mean, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a very moral person, but I'm not. I do not like dogmatism or judgment yeah. or anything that's. I don't like organized religion, and I don't like the way that they guilt and shame people, especially yeah. you know the the gays and, and lesbians and transgenders. Like that 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 breaks my heart to see what's happening to them nowadays. So, with that uh, said, what was I talking about? Uh, I don't black remember. Dudes black dudes why uh, have you ever been called a racist oh okay okay so i'm always i always stick up for i, I guess i'm just really empathetic so I, I i do have like white privilege guilt i do like i didn't grow up wealthy by any means i struggled but i do have you know for instance that day that you were running out uh and and the cops said let's see in your in your not your glove compartment but My your trunk. trunk and you were able to just say listen we smacked it who's to say that would have happened if it was a group of four black kids you oh, know what i mean happened. it wouldn't have happened right and same thing with me like i've gotten out of tickets just by being like oh police officer and i get out of a ticket yeah. who's to say that would happen if i you know was was a african-american female so i do have like this white privilege guilt and i don't even think it's guilt it's just almost like i look back at our history and i go wow what a fucked up horrific history that we have is in in, in regard to black history so i always 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 when we have a story and maybe even to a detriment where it clouds my judgment i always look at these social injustices that we cover like mike brown and trayvon martin and all these things and sometimes maybe i'm i'm almost too much of a of an apologist so when somebody calls me a racist a black race you know that you're you you hate blacks it, it it's that's what surprised me because if anything i'm 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 always trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because of like the 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 unequal justice that happens in our society today so yeah i've been called a racist which i think is completely unwarranted you just write back i hate everything but black people <laughs> right i uh so i had a moment you I had can't a moment. win you can't win no you can't you can't especially it's like I used to talk about race on when when I first got into stand up because I was starting in New York and I do a lot of urban clubs, mm-hmm. not a lot of urban clubs, but I did the one of ones I was worked at primor- primarily. Yeah, was uh, was urban that was. In a I weird love way was, urban clubs. By the way, I used to work at an urban club. We'll have really? to get to that too. That was pretty crazy story. Like a stand up club or just no? That a, was a nightclub. I know oh, you're really? referring to a stand up, but yeah, yeah, in college I worked for an urban nightclub and it was gnarly. 
Like, loved them, hustled, made my money, but I went through three shootings. It was crazy. Really? Yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah, there's a, there's, um, there's a lot. Here, here's I'm the only thing I'll say is I, I stopped. Uh, the reason I did talk about uh, uh, black people, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Cubans, uh, Asians, everyone, but, and NY people. Mm-hmm. The reason I did that is because I was working in, in a capacity where I was often the only white guy or one of the few white guys right. there. And so that was a, like, there were, you would uh, go on stage and then four black chicks would be in the front and just roll their eyes when they saw you. Oh, no. So you'd be like, okay, well, I have yeah. to address this. And then I got really good at it. And I got really good to a point where I was like, I liked it and I thought I was breaking down barriers. And then one day I went, I don't think anyone really wants to hear my opinion. I, I don't know if my opinion about that matter is. And, and 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 society changed in a weird way, and I and I was like, I don't know if anyone really wants to hear my opinion. I don't know if my opinion is anything other than lighthearted and and mocking racism. And Which I don't know if mocking, that's my... mocking racism though, being satirical about it. I think does yeah. break down barriers. It but, does. But I but I was just like, and and but it was such a volatile it is. issue that I was yeah. like, I don't know if I want to risk a career over it. Right. So, and, and I'm not that guy. I'm not Lisa Lampanelli. Okay. And yeah. I'm not. And I'm right. not Nick DiPaolo. And and what they do is fucking fascinating yeah and if i decide to talk about race now yeah then i will have a distinct view about it but now all i do is talk about myself i just talk about all my stories yeah and my views on me and like if i like i'm, I'm that's where i'm at now and so like uh i kind of stopped talking about it i don't know how we got in oh it yeah, just everything everything's gotten too. so volatile. Oh right, okay. So and that you get called a racist and yeah, it just shuts you down. It and you're shuts like, you down. It's so you know it's such a powerful statement you know to to call somebody racist and perhaps we are overly sensitive to nowadays. I mean it's a double edged sword because I'm glad that we are evolving and trying to become more tolerant. But are we doing that to the point where it's so easy to call somebody? A racist. When- well, first of all, first of all, let's let's justify this for every, for everyone, every one of my my African American or Black listeners. Uh, a lot of people are racist. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot oh, of people are racist. Oh, yeah, There's, we're not living in a post racial. Yeah. And, and, and listen, I'm not saying I'm, absolutely not. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're racist. I'm not saying I'm racist. Right. Let's just say racism's real, yeah. and there are certain mild forms of it that are all over the place it's that are horrible. fucking all over the place it's horrible and just judging a book by its cover yeah. simply is racism or yeah. prejudice and that happens every fucking day right and i'm guilty of judging a book yeah. by its cover yeah. i do that constantly we all have prejudices that we need to work on and yeah. i think you know if i mean going back to like trayvon martin and george zimmerman if that day i don't care which way you yeah you can say it so simply as george zimmerman should not have gotten out of the car and he shouldn't have but even to the to the degree of if you didn't have any sort of prejudices of a kid in a in a black hoodie that would have never happened either. So we need to be more tolerant. And if we and if we do have these prejudices, which we all, all do, be aware of them. And I think the more we can ta- have like dialogues about race, and it's you know silly here. I mean, not to say silly, but you know, the, here here you and I are two white people having a conversation about race. But we have every. I have to choose my words carefully here because I want to say we have every right to, but we don't to a degree of we can't empathize with what our you know black sisters and brothers have gone through we can't assume perspective we can't I, and that's one, something i had to learn yes i had to learn is i that don't I, know yeah. what it's like i don't but i can i it breaks my heart that you know that 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 we still aren't living in a post-racial america and i want us to and and that's when i say i have a right because i want all of us to have like the same common goal of being more evolved and tolerant. That yeah. is something that we all hopefully one day can get to, but we're not there. I did a podcast with Kamal Bell. Uh, was, uh, he had a show on FX. He's a, a comedian, black dude, 
Very funny, very insightful, very smart. From out of San Francisco, lives in San Francisco now. I think. I wonder if I'm going to be. Oh, I wonder. Um, and the day before I did the podcast with him, my buddy Tom and Sandy, who are uh, Vietnamese, that does not matter for the story, but I simply say it because mm-hmm. it because they fucking are. And so, um, <laughs> but they, Sandy called up and said Tom's gone, and we lost his brother Jimmy's dog. Can you go? It's like fucking midnight. She's like, do you mind getting on your bike and looking for the dog? Helping us find the dog. So I drive, ride my bike over to their house and I start riding up and down the streets, uh, you know, whistling for the dog or looking for the dog, but I got a flashlight. And in the middle of doing that, and I knew, I was thinking, what, as I'm thinking, I'm like, what, what questions am I going to talk to Kamal, W. Kamal Bobo about? I realized, oh, this is an activity he simply could not do. He can't just go around a black oh guy with a flashlight into people's backyards. Yeah. He can't. And it no, was, you're absolutely and right. And perspective was. was right displayed for me instantaneously right. and i talked to him about it the very next day and he laughed and he said no if we lose a dog we gotta wait till the morning and we gotta walk around with like a big i'm looking for a dog look right. on our face yeah like but it was fascinating it's, but as a white guy you, i can totally go into a especially looking the way i do yeah you just walk oh, with a flashlight and then i lost my dog and, yeah and what's fascinating is like four different people that happen to be out walking their dogs like joined in to help me right yeah like it was like a community effort right yeah. If it was, if it was, I mean, so it's, it's, I'd, I had a very right. epiphanous moment with the, with the Trayvon Martin thing. Um, one, one evening, a little tipsy, maybe I, I don't know what was all going on through my body that evening. I mean, I don't, I'm just, I just remember that I was, I was buzzed. Yeah. And it was after one of these, uh, big shows that a bunch of our friends will do and we all were partying and no, no cocaine, but let's just say <laughs> like we were all partying. Okay. And so, uh, and so I, um, I come back and they're talking about the Trayvon Martin stuff and you're so numb to this. That's the problem is a lot of people are just numb to... Oh, you're from Florida too. Oh yeah, I'm from Florida. Yeah, okay. So many people are just numb to news that they shut it down. Right. And they just... And they... I used to make a joke. I think people watch the news just long enough to form an ignorant opinion. Yeah. And just go, ah, fuck yeah. this kid. He, let me tell you something. Don't walk around in a hoodie. He looks I know. Sweet. Yeah. Dude, that, that was so frustrating to hear that argument. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, and he, what were some other things? Oh, and he was a bad kid or he was that. And it's like, A, you don't know that. B, even if yeah. he was, he did not deserve to be shot no. down by some wannabe cop. Well, uh, yeah. And, and the thing I realized that night as I'm, I think I was in my man cave and I and and I'm I remember I was sitting here. Yeah. But I was watching it and I'm just kinda numb to it sober, but this at this at this intoxication level, I saw his dad talking and at the time I was trying to trim they my talk beard. To their parents. And I was yeah. and all I thought was, let's everyone needs to stop for a second. They lost their child. Yeah. Like I'd really right. be bummed if I lost my child. Right. And I'd also want pretty fucking firm vengeance if yeah. I lost if someone took the life of my child. Right, right. And and it doesn't matter if you're black or white. I think that gets lost on people. Yeah. Now, here's the question I've been dying to ask you all day. Yeah. And I don't know if you... I'm sure you have to have an opinion on everything in the news these days. Yeah. Have you heard about this free-range parenting? The what? Free-range parenting? Yeah, we we talked about it. Really? Yes. Okay, so we did a story on it. Um, Can you tell everyone what it is? Yeah. Okay, so free-range parenting, and I want to recall the story that we did it on. I don't a couple remember. a couple in Maryland. Was it in Maryland? The Silver recent Springs. one, where... Silver Springs. They have their. They have a child. They have a ten-year-old and an eight-year-old, or okay. a ten-year-old and a six-year-old. Right. And they they sim- walk. They walk to school and back. They walk to school right? and back. They go. They can go to the park a right. mile and a half away. Right. There's a, there's there's limits to free-range parenting. So free-range parenting is you're empowering these your children to make these decisions on their own, so they can gain independence and they can be a more equipped young boy or girl to go and 
fend for themselves in the world, right? And and, and there's opposites of there's complete opposites of that. There's helicopter parenting, which right. is where you hover over your kid and you basically yes. don't let them make any mistakes. Yeah, because you don't don't ride see them a bike. Fail. I don't want you to have a boo boo. Blah yeah, blah blah. Right. Yeah, and then there's exactly. and then there's tiger parenting where you're so strict. Oh, I don't know what tiger. Parenting tiger parenting is is, is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it because it, it, it fascinated me. And then there's and then there's um uh there's one more. What's the other one? It's called here. Let me just type okay, in. Okay, when you're typing it, so free range parenting also is they do have parameters though, as you just stated. Where yes. let's say they say, okay, you can go walk to school, but that school can't be ten miles away. That school has to be. I don't remember what the parameters were, but let's say a mile and a half away, and you can only be gone for twenty minutes at a time, or whatever their time frame is. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I. I were you allowed to ride your bike to school? Yes, I walked home from school, uh, starting in fourth grade. So, so at, at nine years old, at, from nine years old to about eleven years old, I walked home from school every day, yep. and it was about probably. I mean, it wasn't that far. I'd say it was one mile to the T. It would take me about mi- fifteen <clears throat> minutes, fifteen twenty minutes. To attachment parenting is the other kind, which is weird. attachment parenting is the people who have who basically the baby dictates. The child dictates the lifestyle of the parent. Oh, that's dangerous. It's, oh, it's just that's fucked horrific. Up. It's like the baby sleeps in bed with us because the baby wants to. Because the baby wants that's to. In, that's insane. The baby, if the baby wants to eat, so then you're we eat. Coddling the child and it's enabling any decision that they fucking I, horrible. That's horrific. I think, I think the best way of parenting, and I'm not a parent yet. I am an, a proud auntie, but I, I would think that the best parenting would have to be everything in moderation. You know what I mean? Well, like, it, to be a hybrid parent. Like I'm, I'm definitely part helicopter parent. Yeah, I. Th- I'm not free range. My wife's yeah. free range. My wife. Oh, she is free range. My wife. Yeah, I think free range is for me personally too extreme. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood where in Santa Cruz, well, where Santa Cruz is fucking amazing. I know, and I was in Aptos, which was not like Santa Cruz is amazing. I love it, and in Aptos, it was even more homegrown. Even though I had a couple incidents walking home, I remember, really? and that could be just your nine year old mind, you know, being it's, paranoid too. No, no, no. <laughs> there are creepy motherfuckers out yeah, there. That is real. Yeah, I explained to my wife. There are people yeah. who kill people and wear their fucking Santa I know. Scoots, suits. I know. They, that happens. We report on it. That happens. So it's real. Now, but but this is the problem with what's going on with this with this uh, this free range parenting is that um, oh the, yeah the mom or the parents are they got child oh they picked CPS two kids two they picked kids the kids were uh, two and a half blocks away they're walking home see but I don't think CPS should have gotten involved they're walking home across a street bigger than Wilshire just to give you a heads Ooh. up so like they're yeah. walking and it's a ten and six year old yeah. and the cops someone called the called the cops the cops pick the kids up yeah. kids call cps cps takes three hours to decide what they're going to do right. kids don't get home until 11 o'clock at night right. and it's a fucking nightmare here's the biggest problem is that and i and i, I hate to say this to you be working for a news company like cnn but we yeah. have so many news channels that do do news 24 hours a day that they take something like child abduction which is a very serious subject but right. very isolated it maybe like one in every three million kids is the stat i read right and don't quote me on that but gets abducted but when there is an abduction like natalie smart right or and or uh whatever natalie smart or, I, I forget I, yeah what is some elizabeth uh, smart elizabeth smart yes <clears throat> that's a fucking real i know i know like, and, and they cover that and then it gets in your head yeah the truth is i was like you yeah I, I, like in like ride your bike third grade home, in third grade i could candy ride store i could ride my bike up to florida avenue yeah and go to the circle k yeah and ride all the way down to 7-eleven which was a good mile. I do that jog now when I go to my parents' house. Yeah. And 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 it's 
But would you do that today? So I don't. Never. I don't think my parents Fucking would do never. that today. Oh, never. Yeah, I think it was a, a different. It was a different time, and I sound so old saying that, but I feel like it was a different time. My wife looks at it. You got to eat a pound of dirt. This is tiger parenting. So I thought this was interesting. So how strict is tiger parenting? Tiger parenting is the new term that was coined by the popular myth "Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother," who self became tiger mother. They're strict and expect their children to follow rigid rules and demand excellence in academics. The term stems from the idea that tigers are the symbol of strength and power and generally inspire fear and respect. I don't think instilling fear in a child is is good. And I'm pretty sure that there's data out there that supports that. But my wife is part tiger parent in that like... But it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. She's hybrid. Everything in moderation. Hybrid free range. Hybrid. And I think that's okay. She's no helicopter. Right. She is no of the other two. Yeah. The other two. She... If the girls have a nightmare and come in crying, yeah, my wife's like, get back in bed. Oh my god, I would, I don't see, I, yeah, I, I don't know the parent. I'm gonna want to cut all my kids and be like, it's okay. My wife went it's to okay. London for a week and they slept in bed with me every fucking oh, night. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck it, I get scared too. Right. Well, what? A, that's great that there's a balance between the two of you. <laughs> oh, there's no fucking balance. My wife makes all the calls. That's... Like Georgia had a dream last night. She was crying and Leanne's like, honey, this you got to sell sushi shop. Georgia did this thing. I do this thing called Fire and Hot. Or I can tell that I'm like I can tell that uh, that I'm uh, I'm getting a little manic, and I get really creative, and I start laughing a lot, and I start making people laugh a lot, and yeah. it's infectious. So it's a zone. It's yeah, and so and and I get like that, and George got like that yesterday, and I said to Leanne, I go, giving you a heads up, the crash is coming when she gets in bed, and there's no one to to play for. Yeah, and she will be having a panic attack. Okay, and George had a panic attack in the middle she of the night. Did. Oh yeah. And Leanne's like, get back in bed. Your dad drinks. Not, she didn't say this, but this is what I'm sure she's thinking. Your dad drinks too much and parties on the road because he doesn't like sleeping alone either. Yeah. And that's not going to happen to you. You're right. going to self-soothe. Okay. So she's Four in, to... six out. Wow. That's how she breathes with her. She'll breathe with her. Yeah. And she'll go, but you're going back to bed But by she yourself. breathes with her, so she tries to calm her down. She's a good mom. She's a great yeah. mom. But there's a little tiger parent in that. Right. And, and, wow. uh, and but I, I'm a helicopter fucking. You're just... Yeah, Attachment patrolling. Tick, 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 tick. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Leanne's like, they got to eat a pound of dirt. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Do you think you'll have kids? Uh, yeah, I can't wait to have kids. But Do I'd you want to have kids? Like, yes, I can't wait. But okay. I'm definitely thinking it's a year out. And then I think we'll start trying. Well, what's your plan, though? What's like, here's because you're an interesting, you're interesting. You're not full of shit. Thank you. I've I... dated a lot of hosts. Oh, really? And they're. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was like, that was my thing. You liked TV hosts? Uh, yeah, because I'm a mess, too. Okay. And so, and so all female hosts that I ever met were all fucking like a little bit of a mess. <laughs> like, we all are in this industry. Well, I think, we all are. I think anyone who decides to get in front of camera, show yeah. their views, yeah. speak about themselves, get on stage for an hour and talk about themselves. We're all, we're, yeah, we're all fucked up. We're looking uh, for some something. To some degree. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Don't know what it is, but we're yeah. definitely looking for something. Right. Um, but, uh, but you're, but when I met you, you were very normal. Thank I could, you. I could see it. And I was like, you reminded me of a girl that you're probably not going to want to be compared to, but who I used to, be like friends with but then i saw an like who jillian barbary i love her yeah i I, love her she comes on dr drew we haven't seen her in a while she used to come on every week her and i became really close and then she's doing kabc right now i don't know it's like a radio show i ran into her like i worked with her for like a year fucking love her and then i ran into her like fucking like maybe four years ago Mm -hmm. and she had no recollection of me and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I was like, Jillian." I wonder if she'll remember me next she, time I she see her. She mentioned she mentioned me in a she. Well, in Jillian's defense, she works a lot. Yeah, yeah she's a. Yeah. So she's worked with a dickload of people. You're right. In a yeah. dickload of capacities, and she works a lot of jobs. Yeah, so different so, people, different crews, different 
It yeah. may be just like kind of trying to place you with what part of her she life. She didn't even remember the show we were what? on together. Like, <laughs> I mean, like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to trash Jillian, but like she was. I said, "Hey, Jillian, I started this Red Bull event. She was working the Red Bull event. I was working it. I went." And they said, do you know Jillian? I said, yeah. We had a show for a year together. She's the reason I got my second show. And she mentioned me in the, in, when she what was in Playboy. Show? It was the second show I had called Hurt Burt. Okay. Where I took dangerous men's jobs for a day. Oh, my god! So I got mauled by a bull. I what? was a dominatrix scamp. I fought a bear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I said, yeah, of course I know Jillian. She talked about me in, in her Playboy interview in like ni- in like 2002. She mentioned my name. I was she like, doesn't. She didn't remember. She was like, hey, like, <laughs> how do I know you? And I said, oh. I said, it's Bert. I was I thought, your co-host. Because I thought, well, maybe I look different. It's Bert from the X show. And she went, what What was the X show? And I went, we were on the X show for like, you were on it for like three years. Oh, I was on it for like gosh. a year and a half. And yeah. she was like, what What network? And I said, FX. She goes, oh, the talk show. And I said, yeah. And she goes, the, and then she named the name of her talk show that took over the X show. And uh, I went, no, no, no. The no, one no. before that. The one before that. And she went, who did that? And I went, Mark Cronin? She went, I know, I know Mark Cronin. I know Mark Cronin. <laughs> and then I, I saw her oh sitting over gosh. like Googling. Like, I don't Ooh. know if look, I don't know if she was Googling me or Googling the yeah. X show, but she was on her phone and she's like reading something. And she comes over and she goes, Gary Valentine was on that. And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, Where who were you on it? And I was like, I was the host of the show. That's and I was insane. Like, I'm literally- telling something must have like well, she did just have a baby. Okay, post-pregnancy so, brain. And so I'm sure it's a it bunch of that. It had to have been post-pregnancy brain. I literally was like, at one point, I was like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I just told all the heads of Red Bull that I oh, worked yeah. with you for a year and a half. Right. Which now I look like a liar. Right. Or you look like you've been on drugs. Like, yeah. One of us needs to just say, I'm lying. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. So I Missed I was, you. They were like, they were like are, are you sure it was Jillian Barber? I go, Hundred percent. Oh my like, god! It was my first yeah, job were, in television for a year. You 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 know who you're working with. I worked with her every fucking Friday. She would walk in. She'd do a segment. She'd spend the rest of the day with us. Yeah, she is the reason I got my second show. Right. She, I did this Brazilian wax, and what it was, was Brazilian wax. It was a, I got a full like asshole oh junk. And everything. how how bad does it hurt? Oh, it's on. It's the funniest thing I've ever done. It in my hurts life. though, right? Oh yeah. It and we hurts. went to Jillian's waxer at Pink Cheeks. Oh my gosh! And like, and it was the and so I just was like, I don't know. But like, what's your goal? Like, and, and when but when I hung out with Jillian on the X show, she never felt full of shit. Right. Yeah. She. Yeah. She. I. I that's why I gravitated towards her. I felt like that. She was a. She's not catty. She no. supports her her fellow women in the business, which I think is so important. I don't understand why anybody would be catty in this industry, whether it's a female or a guy, whatever it may be. But um, but yeah, and she's very uh sincere. So that's what I appreciated from her too. She's her- very sincere. I remember talking to her about her ex husband to me at the time. She's yeah. like, she's like, you and him would get along good. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. So he's uh, he's drinking a lot these days. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I know what he's doing. He's drinking like a case of beer at night. Yeah. So I can introduce you to. Yeah. And I was like, I'd fucking love to. I yeah. played baseball. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. And so um, I don't know what I'm dying. I, oddly enough, I thought about Jillian Barbie the other day, and I thought, what's Brett Barbary doing? Yeah. He, I, well, he's got to be coaching like high school somewhere. She ju- or uh, she was just she just did Drew's radio show. I feel like yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. I hope she's well. So, but what's your what's your what's your goal? What, like, what do you want? I would love uh, – well, I have a couple of shows that I'm about to shop. 
which I can't really talk about, but those two shows kind of encompass what I want. Uh-huh. But um, just generally speaking, I would love to produce and host a show that represents me. And that would be um, things where I feel like that I can have my voice. So right now when I go on Dr. Drew and I go on all these other shows, which I'm so grateful of, but it's, you know, it's under the umbrella of him, which it should be. So I would love to do something where I can uh, have like a talk show that will lend my voice. I love panel formats. So if I could do yeah. something like, you know, like a younger version of The View or, you know, something like in the in, in the vein of The Real, but something, again, that's more me. And then I would I love competition shows. So if I could host like a competition show which is something that I'm, I'm working on, and I can't tell you the, uh, the premise. But again, if it was something like, um, and this is completely opposite of the premise, but to, just to give you an idea. So I love, you know, uh, X Factor. So I love that, you know, like a show where, where Mario Lopez was able to host something like that because it's live. You get to see people, you know, reaching for their dreams. And, uh, and then you also get that competition element too. So I, I guess all of the above, I mean, whether it's competition or whether it's just like talk versus panel. Yeah. So, but I want to be involved. I want to be producing. I want to be hosting. I want it to be, uh, to be um, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what about uh, like I always say this to people because I know you know Travel Channel listens to the show. Like, what would be your ideal travel show? Oh my gosh! And I'm so into traveling right now. I've been so uh, just the last couple of years. I've been able to actually support myself to like go on these trips right because i struggled for a long time i struggled in which what what's your husband do he's a graphic designer but he he was doing pretty well for a while and then he and i partnered together and we launched a candle company it's called wicked candles oh yeah i saw that where the where the the, they're like pre this? i just posted one on twitter you may have seen it on twitter oh yeah yeah but you can buy them at like urban outfitters barney's uh uh, candle stores all over the world really. and you don't get the drip all over your stuff no they're pre-drip so they burn oh yeah we talked about it on ellis because ellis loves the, the i did candles. not talk about it on ellis, oh no but, we yeah. did uh, oh, yeah. me and ellis did but maybe you heard us talking about it i don't know i don't know i, th- I'm sh- I yeah. just saw this oh yeah but they're they're called wicked candles you can go to the wickedcandles.com and so uh but yeah you you one of the collections is you light the candle and it looks like it's been dripping for ages and ages it's all wax but it actually just burns right down the center they're pre-dripped so they're not going to make a mess on your furniture and we made those for our wedding four years ago and then it just kind of that passion project turned into a business and it's still you know we're not making I mean tons of money off of it any money that we make goes right back into the company but I feel like with my career in the last couple years I've been finally able to travel because before then it was like pinching pennies like a crazy lady it was insane so I've just been able to like go to Europe and go to the UK and go to you know Hawaii and all these different places and I'm like damn there's so much out there that we have yet to see you know as a swimmer I got to go to every pretty pretty much every town I feel like here in the US. So in the US is awesome. I've gotten that, you know, pretty much covered. But um but yeah, I love traveling. If I were to have a travel channel, I would love to Because you do have that producer's brain. Yeah. You have the producer's brain of what is it that's special about me. Like I've like I have a producer's brain, but I also I have a producer's brain in the field. Mm-hmm. Like on segments. I know how to right. I can but but as so is salesman, yours more spontaneous? As a, what's that? Is yours more spontaneous when you're out there and you feel something and then boom, oh, you? Oh no! Like so, like I'm not. I, this is what I was gonna say. My, my, I have a producer's brain in the field, but as for, as for a salesman, as a as a executive producer to sell product. Oh, to like pitch. I, I I'm I'm a still a comic, so all the yeah. things all the things I pitch are like are like are my ideas mm-hmm. that I do believe are fucking genius, but no one, <laughs> but like I go, I go, you got to understand. Like I, I literally pitched the show, you know, after a few cocktails, 
to the people at DIY at one I of love our events called uh, Moat Crashers. Okay, Moat Crashers. Just like uh, Bath Crashers or okay. Yard Crashers. Yeah. Only we go out and find people looking for moats that's, and we put moats around their houses. That's hilarious I because like, I would love a moat. I'd fucking love a moat too. I want a moat so bad. I'd love a, I'd love dude, a fucking moat. moat dude, are there the any moats around here? It's line of security. Can we no thank you? Oh, thank I, like, you. Yes. Moats are so badass. When we went to, just recently we were in London and we went to the, uh, where's the, the, the London Tower? Like where's, the, what's that? Why am I blanking on the name of that castle? Uh, the main castle there where oh, like King Henry lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking whatever. about. Whatever. I can't believe I'm blanking on this right now. And the tower, the tower bridge is right there. And so when you go to this castle, it is, you see where the moat was carved out, right? Yeah. And then they have these uh, like makeshift kind of uh, like statue lions and bears because this king, he would have, first he had, like you said, the first line of defense, he had this moat, right? Yeah. Then he has his bridge going to his castle. Now, right before the moat and after the moat are freaking lions and bears that existed can you imagine going so rad you come to to like visit this king and you're like greeted by lions and bears a moat a bridge guards it's insane have you been to japan no the emperor's the emperor's palace moat has the most badass moat tell me about this moat are there like first of all the emperor's palace is like i'm i'm ballparking and by the way Part of this is imagination, yeah. Because I didn't get to go into the Emperor's Palace, but maybe a hundred acres Jeez. of just of no, that's way too much. Probably like twenty acres, okay. of just beautiful Japanese meticulous gorgeousness with a big fat fucking moat, and it's in the What's dead in the center of the city. Back in the day, probably dead crocod- center in the dead city. Dead center of the city. Just you drive through, and you're like. What the fuck? So it their is- moat is actually full. Like you see oh, water. Full, full. Like what's, is there anything in it? Like is there like ducks no, but, in no, it? No, but once or- the bridge is up, you're not coming over, dude. No, no, no. You're not no. getting over. Good luck I mean, diving in. No, and, that yeah, doesn't and, happen. And my, my point is, you go around, what was it? Wait, hold on. What was the idea I just came up with yesterday? I was Please like, do moat crashers. Like, is moat crashers a thing? Because I think that's brilliant and I would watch it every uh, night. Th- no I want to see homes with moats. How did oh. nobody get that? If you came into me and I was a network yeah. exec, and you're like, "Yo, I'm going to do a show about about moats, and we're going to we're going to moat crashers. We're going to go oh. and we're going to build moats at people's houses." I'd be like, "That's the most badass idea. Yeah. Where do I sign the line?" I, and, and then the other one, I mean, like, I try to even soften it and go, "How about we just go to like a medieval fair where everyone loves that shit, and we ask them who wants a moat?" Like, and yeah, because they would all want it. But you know, and here's you the go other to part a Renaissance is, fair, and you're going to get people with their hands up in the air. Hey, who yeah. wants a moat? Renaissance yeah. fair. Yeah. Who wants a moat? Dude's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> you, let's go. Let's go to Richmond, Virginia, yeah. where people got some properties. Right. I want a fucking moat, dude. And then I was like, I was like, first of all, give me a moat, and then moat out my backyard. Yeah, where we got little islands <sighs> of like a of man caves takes over that island. Oh my god, I know, right? That I'm is fucking isolating this audio, idea. and I'm sending it to. I'm telling you, that is such a good idea. So, that is such a good idea. So like, my ideas are like all that like that treehouse show I watch all the time, but yeah. moats way better than tree. I love treehouses, and I can't wait to see what tree houses he builds yeah but i would much rather see to see moats moats i i mean i like i like i have uh you could do I, a moat with swans for somebody that may want like a shabby chic type house you could do like you could yeah. have a range doesn't yeah. mean they all have to be kind of like medieval oh no that's the beauty that's is you get beauty. a designer you could have a paddle make, boat in one of the moats you, you get a designer 
to get a hipster moat in, in 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 like in like Larchmont, like a real mm-hmm. hipster, cool badass. Yes. Like there's you designers. Like I'm not a designer. All I know is uh, all I know is that a when, hipster like, moat. Like just like it has different... a top knot. Yeah, and... <laughs> it's like it's got its a man things. bun. Yeah. So, uh, but um, you could go out to Colorado and give it an adventurer's moat. Yes. Like there's a couple rapids. Yeah. Why not? Oh, that's what I'm fucking <laughs> yes. talking about. This is so good. It's a great idea. It's so good. I am isolating this audio. You I am need to taking do, this. You need to do this. We could co-host it together. I, I totally would be in. We go I in. Totally would be in. We go in and we crash them, dude. Guys, guys, what are you guys looking for? Well, we're trying to remodel our bathroom, and then we look at each other and go, "How about a moat?" Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And then we just start telling them. We just, what do you, yeah, yeah, we sell hey. them on it. Yeah, totally. Oh, yes. You find out like first of all, we like take a, we we take like ten minutes and we kind of like investigate. Okay. Yeah. So-and-so loves uh, back to the paddle boating. She loves paddle boating. So then we know we can use that in our back pocket. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, you don't want a moat. But how about we do a moat where you could go paddle boating. There's a few swans. So we know where we can, like, throw out, like, the hook and then reel them in. Yeah, tell me about it. it this is It could be works. a fisherman's moat. Where he could go fishing in his own it. moat. We stock his moat for With him. With salmon. So I guess it would have oh. to be like a freshwater moat, With right? With a waterfall where they jump upstream yes! constantly. <laughs> this is selling itself, DIY. Oh my gosh. I'm sending this. Yeah, I, that's I, I'm great. meeting all the people from DIY on uh, That is such a fun idea. In one idea. week, and I'm going to go, hey, I've got a video of, yes. of me and Sam. Yeah. This is our show. Can you please yeah. buy it? Oh my god, a, us- a wave pool moat. So surfer, go to some dude in Santa Cruz and be like, "Yo, we heard that you want your bedroom redone, but we also know you're a surfer. Yeah. How about a wave pool moat? This he can is- constantly just surf in his own moat. This is like that's amazing. We're taking. It's like we're we're taking swimming pools and flipping them on their head. Yeah, we're really. I I, I think yeah, this, this is, is a sell. whole new. So that's thing. that's the way my brain works with. Like, okay, so now I understand that. But I then in the it. field, when 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 like I'm one of those people that I, when we produce our show, I am like, like we'll get a segment and I'll go. I don't think that's going to work because of this. Or would it be better if we did this differently? Like the first time I ever really did it, it like probably wholeheartedly. Like we're. We had like a segment where we were doing this judging a Ernest Hemingway con- look like contest, and my travelers, that's awesome. My travelers didn't know who Ernest Hemingway was. Oh what? So what? They were really good looking. Oh my god! And they were young, and they just that's not their thing was reading, and so like, and wow. so I brought him into Ernest Hemingway's favorite bar, and I was like. There's pictures I remember. I go, do you know who this guy is? Yeah. And they're like, no, who is it? And I go, Ernest Hemingway? Yeah. And they're like, mm, still doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. So we had, all, we had like fucking five Ernest Hemingway lookalikes. Oh. And I was like, all right, we need to change this. this. That's what happens on the travel shows a lot. Is yeah. You got to change it in an instant. Right. And so I said, I said, let's get scooters. And these mm-hmm. guys live down here. Let's have them take us on a tour of... of of uh key west on scooters and, I love and we'll it. be with five Ernest, and we'll all have scooters we'll look like a that's like awesome. wild hogs but with Ernest Hemingway. that is awesome and so it works but that's where my creativity right works in the field so now your yeah. travel channel Shoot, show. i would have to think about it now just knowing me myself i love to have a theme so when i go travel it i love to say like for instance if i were to go 
uh, do a road trip uh, of, the, of the East Coast. Or even it could be, yeah, I could say of the East Coast, it would be covered bridges. So I would be like, okay, I'm going on a covered bridge tour. I want to visit all the different covered bridges. Really? And that's my destination. But then you learn about, like, why was this covered bridge here? Was it involved in, like, the, you know, the, the Civil War? Was it from bridges yeah. in Madison County? And, again, this is just me, like, saying this off the top of my head. I'd have to really think about it. But another thing would be, like, a lighthouse tour. I would love to go through all the different lighthouses. And then, of oh, course, you, I like, you I, learn you know about. I like, so so we did, not to cut, um, not to cut you off. No, like, yeah. So we did, we spent the night on a lighthouse out in. Uh, I have to do that. These are things on my bucket list. Lighthouse amazing. tour, covered bridge tour. But, like, what's fascinating about lighthouses is they're lighthouse couples, usually in their, like, late 60s. And they run it? And no, then what they do is they sign up for lighthouses all over the country. <sighs> and they get a year in a lighthouse, and that's, that's what they do. They sign up. That's amazing. And they go, yeah, this is our lighthouse for the year, or for the summer. I think they do it for the summers. Yeah. And they go, we and they, they, like, have their lighthouses they want to go to. I would, by the way, that, I, I like just what you said. Yeah. I like that show because you could do it you could shoot it all over the country all right. at once because you get your five different themes and yeah. you hit them up and and, and something you discover like- so much too about each thing you discover oh there was a you know a, a somebody famous was born in this lighthouse like you don't know like until you're yeah. there and of course you'd have to pre-produce some of it but yeah when you're on these these very specific thematic destinations there's there's so much history that you end up you know getting to explore as well it's like it's like uh, it's like it's kind of like this is not, but it's like, do you ever see Dogs 101? No. Dogs 101's on Animal Planet, and they'll have like, it's just Dogs 101. Yeah. And they're like, today's show's about, and then Pomeranians, Bull Mastiffs, oh, yeah, yeah. Dachshunds. Right. And then so you learn about all the different breeds. Yes. But it's, I, I, I think this show is more, the show you're talking about is like, it's like something like the fact like you're crazy about, yeah. and then each week it's different. And yes. it's like, I love that. Covered so, bridges, and you're like, yeah. Uh, I love, and haunted B and B's, you know, like yeah. little. Uh, I'm trying to think because so, I have a whole uh, bucket list on on things that I want to do, and it's all themes. Um, really, so you're you're someone who looks at travel as like as like like I, I would go to England and I would want to go on like a Jane Austen tour. Like I would want to like visit. Oh, did you everything? Did I you went like, to Bath because I love Jane Austen. Bath is in uh, England, and my wife oh, is I obsessed love, with Jane. Austen. I love Jane Austen, and yeah. So Bath is somewhere that she spent some of her time because her her brother and she was very dependent on her family. Your wife probably knows that. Uh, her brother had gout, and so they would send. Uh, Bath was this this little town that was taken over by the Romans because there was they discovered these Roman baths there, and they're well mineral water. They turned them into Roman baths. And they're still there today, 4,000 years later. So you go, and I could be, maybe it's like more 2,500 years later, but you go and you see all these Roman baths still today with the bubbling up bubbles and you can't go in them because it's, I'm sure it's like infested with stuff. But your, your show is, your show is, not, and by the way, it's, it's like, as I hear it, I'm morphing the idea, but like what is brilliant about working at Travel Channel and <clears throat> this is one of the things that was instilled in me when I first got there and 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 regimes change but the, the concept is you have to if, I remember the first time I met this I said find people with passion yeah passion begets story passion if yes. you find passion people you have to you don't have to do any work right and so it's one of the beautiful things I'm starting up my old show again very recent very soon but um uh birth conquer but mm-hmm. I'm uh all the shit that's on the thing, it's all people that are passionate about it. So it's very little work you have to do. You just right. go in and go, hey man, tell me about, uh, tell me about uh, driving mud drag trucks. Yeah. And the guy literally is like, well, here's the deal. And he'll walk you through everything. But what you're talking about is 
the opposite of what I'm doing. You are, you're just saying, hey, follow me on my passion. Mm-hmm. Like my passion is the small things that I just find interesting. Right. That will never be boring because as the producer and host of the show, you will never be bored. Right. And that's where you lose people on TV is when yeah. you get a guy yeah, you who you got to be passionate. You're it's right. Like, it's like he was one thing and then he just morphed into a new thing and then they plugged him into a show and he's just like, he's like, so I'm here and I'm the... I'm, I'm I'm the lollipop guy. Yeah. I love lollipop, but it's, he has no interest in lollipops. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, to- I totally know what you're saying. So it's yeah. not one thing. You're not eating the world's biggest sandwich yeah. or doing the biggest throw rides. You're saying no. I'm I'm fascinated in covered bridges. Let's I go wanna, discover let's do, them. We're, let's yeah. go to cover bridge tour. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> 30, 22 minutes of you. Yeah. hitting up like oh, and they're so beautiful. <clears throat> I mean, I've only seen them in books. I'll Google. Them. I'm in Miami. Yeah. you know, like yeah. and you just and you just spot it all over. I'd watch that. Uh, I'd watch someone follow my passion like just and you learn so much too like i said like when you get to those covered bridges you'll find out the stories real quickly you can talk to people locally in the town and they'll tell you them they're so proud well it's it's take a look at the people we hang out with in this business you know ellis is a Mm -hmm. a perfect example yeah i'll use ellis and rogan as perfect example yeah i still have yet to meet joe rogan i want to i think i'm a huge fan he's fascinating yeah joe's joe is a man with with uh with a couple different passions, but he's really curious. Yeah. He's like a curious fucking guy. So like, I remember him telling me one day, he was like, he was like, I want to do something, this dot, dot, dot show. I go, Joe, anything you do is going to be interesting because yeah. you're fucking, if you're interested in it, you make it interesting. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but I don't know. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like anything you're passionate about, I become like bow hunting. I get fucking, like, so he got into bow hunting and all of a sudden every one of us are kind of like, yeah. I got to fucking hunt an animal, see what that's right. like. <laughs> I got to see if I'm the man or not. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I'd love to see you on the network. I'd love to oh see you gosh, on the network. Oh my gosh, I would die. I would, I, I'll like, be with I, all of them next week and they'll listen oh, to this podcast. That's amazing. And, and I'm going to isolate the R pitch oh, the for, for so Moat Crashers. I think it's so good. Yeah. So good. It's, and then I'm going to isolate that video and I'm going to have it so I can email to everyone at DIY. It's all new people at DIY. I used yeah. to know everyone at DIY. But uh, I'm so excited. Well, thank you even for, yeah, that's cool. I'm oh, glad we, I even got to kind of pitch my own thing. <laughs> no, I know, but I think, I think, uh, I, I do this a lot as I'll, you know, like, cause the network listens to the podcast and like randomly, you know, on the train mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. I'll be like, hey, check out this episode. I, and I'll, and I'll be like, and if you're ever, and the network's always like, you know, it's a very family, family network. Like, Is it? Like, I love that. Oh, they're very much like, hey, uh, can you get me tickets to Ari Shafir's show? And I go, yeah. And they're like, I'd like to meet him. Can you tell him I'm going to be there? Of course. And cool. then next thing you know, Ari has a general meeting. He's like, thank you. You're like, no, it's not. I didn't do it. Right. I really didn't do it. They were interested in you. And it's it's people that are cool talking to comics who don't give a fuck. Yeah. And so like, I just set him up with Russell Peters. That's so and I was cool. Like, I was like, you should follow Russell on his tour. Uh, and he t- travels the world and does arenas. Set him up on this tour, and I'll help. I'll help give you guide whatever you think because I know comics and I know travel. I can help marry it for yeah, you. But that's actually a good idea. I love that altruistic, like reciprocal altruistic, you know, nature that you have, and I think. I have that, but you know that it is rare to see that in this industry. It is unfortunately, you know, and it's it's. I don't know why because I feel like you all raise up together, and it's so much more fun to work with your friends and people That's that you so like, much more fun. right? So why not, you know, all you know, get to that plane at the same time, or at least like in fluctuating times. So when you fall, you know, they pick you up, and vice versa. Yeah, I think it. I think it's one of those things that, like, uh, we have. Uh, three new series is on Travel Channel. I'm not going to name them because I'm I'm not going to be able to remember them. Expedition Unknown, Pooh's okay. Traveler, and yeah. 
and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's another one that's they're, they're all doing very well. Oh, good. Right now, they're all. I mean, I shouldn't probably say that, but yeah. I, I don't think it's. I think it's okay yeah. to brag for right. not my show. Yeah. But like, they're all doing really well, and and uh, and they're all really cool dudes that it's are cool. doing it. I haven't met all of them yet, mm-hmm. but the, I know the people at the network, and they're like, "You're gonna love this guy." When cool. do you meet Jax Maxwell? You're gonna fucking love them. When do you meet Josh Gates? You're gonna fucking love. So they him. pick people that they feel are like genuine people. They yeah. obviously have like a, a picker for that, and I think that's important. No, too. no, it's just the network kind of feels them out, and they bring yeah. them, and they kind of just—it's like a real fucking family. Like, do you guys like this? Everyone likes it. They're like, let's do it. And so, um, and so I get really proud that 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 they're doing well because I know for a fact that that my ratings on the show are probably dictated by the network's ratings. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not Adam Richman mm-hmm. and I'm not Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. and I'm not Andrew Zimmer and I'm Bert. I've been there for yeah, a while. People like watching you though, but I get it. But, I yeah. get what you're saying. But, like, but, I but, want their shows to do well. I want people to watch their shows because yeah. if they watch their shows, they might watch my show it too. Helps. It, you're right. You're right. But no, you have so much passion. People, it's contagious. So people watch you because of your contagion. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm a good ticklish person. Did you ever do drugs <laughs> growing up? I know I was so anti that, not because I thought it was bad, but because of swimming. So I was kind of like, and especially it, it happened all when I got really into Minor Threat, and you know, Ian MacKay, the lead singer, was straight edge. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of like, okay, I'm in swimming, and I know I did get tested all the time because I was an international swimmer. So I was like, okay, I, I am, I get tested for for this and that, and I can't really use. Plus, minor threat, straight edge. So I was pretty straight edge. I mean, I would drink here and there, but not really. And then yeah. when I got to college, I would drink. And then, but no, it never really became like a but like dominant. Drink, drink like. like. Yeah, I wasn't really into it. I, I do have, you know, like, a, like my family does struggle with addiction, though, too. So I think I've always had that, like, ingrained in me where I'm like, okay, I, I can enjoy it. But I know, I feel it in my bones. I know that there's a very fine line where I could probably go and never come back really? i feel that in me so i think i've always been hyper aware of that just on like a molecular level if that makes yeah. sense but i never like you know frowned upon it of course if one of my friends you know were at, were you know at the point where it was harming them i would definitely be there and support them but yeah it just wasn't it wasn't really yeah. my my bag i was like that with uh painkillers when i, oh, I fell really? off a waterfall uh, and then I, I was on painkillers and I was very litigious. I don't know if that's the right word, but litigious ab- about, I don't think that's the right word, but <laughs> I was like discerning. I always get my words mixed up. Always. I learn a word. I learn a word. And I pronounce them wrong. I yeah. pronounce all my words wrong. Like forever I was saying prevalent instead of prevalent. And finally my dad's like, yo. And I went to like a bilingual school growing up. It was it like, I went to the school in Watsonville, which is like, the Hispanic community in Santa Cruz and we would do, it was like one day in Spanish, one day in English. And I yeah. think it fucked with my vowels because I'll be like, yeah. And you know, that, that, you know, rape culture is so prevalent. And so my dad's like, yo, <laughs> you're not saying it right. And that happens a lot to me. Oh, uh, my vowels aren't right. I was saying, uh, omnipotent when I was a kid. Yeah. And my dad's like, I think you mean omnipotent. And I was like, <laughs> Yep, that's it. Yeah, I go. Right. Potent looks like such more yeah. of the powerful part of that word. Yeah. All potent, yeah. omnipotent. Right. That sounds like me. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I just started reading again because I was like, I was. I'm working on another book, and I was like, I gotta. I gotta fucking. I gotta step up my game. Yeah. I literally, I'm 42, and I just look at it like I can do this. I can cruise by, 
or I can cruise by and succeed. You're doing it though, man. You got your house, you got your family, you got your books, you got your shows, like yeah. you've got your podcast, you've got your comedy. Like, give yourself a pat on the back. Well, I know you want more. Well, I just but you're doing it. I know I'm doing it, but I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm the I feel like I'm floating with the current sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do would be is paddling with the current. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I feel like sometimes I'm floating with the current. And I, when I say that, I, I, by no stretch of the means do I mean like working in a network for six years or seven years. Uh, do I feel like I'm not putting in work? Yeah. I just don't. I just feel like I just feel like I've got that going. Yeah. And and I I want to also develop things on the I want to develop things for the network. I want to develop things for other networks. I want to I want I want to be on the scripted side. But I also want to I never want to leave the network. I want to be yeah. at Travel Channel for twenty fucking years. That's amazing. I, I had a conversation with Bobby Flay. So I you have be, your home. You have your home. Oh, I want to be there for twenty fucking That's years. That's amazing. And have projects like have a sitcom that runs for four years. Yeah. And then falls off. But I'm still at the Travel Channel. And then you do a morning shows. I, like who knows? Who knows right. what the fuck I want? But I, I don't want to leave that network. Cool. I, and and if I do leave the network. I will be sadly but you'll never hear a bad word from me about yeah, the network right it's such a great fucking place to that's be cool but um um what do you want to do what do you want to be like I, I had this epiphany i was like someone's like i don't want to be doing stand-up at 50 and i was like all my friends are 50 and they're doing stand-up but i was like i don't know if i want to be doing it at 60 can i do it at 60 what don't you want to be doing it at that's 55 let's say oh 55 my gosh, that's such a good question uh what don't i want i don't want to be retired I yeah. know for a fact, like I love, you know, you know, I love what I do. Yeah. I do. And and even like, you know, the, I have like this small fear because it sounds selfish saying out loud. And it's something that I battle, like of even saying that as a mom, like I'm afraid that when I become a mom and I can't wait to be a mother, but I'm also afraid that that will, you know, take me away from what I love so much right now, which is my job. So I do believe I can balance it all. And there will be some, you know, I'm going to have to take a little bit of time to breastfeed the baby and do all that. But I love work. So I can't imagine ever retiring until I guess I was like 80 years old. Yeah. I, I mean, a part of me feels like, what am I going to retire? Like, what the fuck? I, it's not like I'd work that hard anyway. And you enjoy what you do. And I love what I do. Yeah. So, well, like, yeah, I, I mean, what yeah. do people do when they retire? They pick up usually a hobby that they love and they travel. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so it's like yeah that's a it, good point <laughs> that's, your, that's your retirement so i'm trying to what so is that what's your greatest fear at 60 then for you or 50 i want to keep working for the network yeah like i, I don't know i mean it would be nice what to, don't you want to be i'll, doing? T- I'll tell you what I'd, i'll tell you what i don't want to be doing is at 60 i don't want to have to do clubs yeah right and i don't know if anyone will come me and see me at 60 yeah. or, or i don't want to have hair transplants and okay, i don't want to be yeah. like on steroids and right and by the way it sounds like i'm describing voss but i'm not no i'm kidding who's that rich voss is a friend of mine oh, okay, okay like like no but like at 60 i don't want to have to be doing the clubs but but if i am doing the clubs i'm sure i'll be cool with it that's one yeah. thing i always learned in life is that you can't imagine certain things i can't imagine being paralyzed um i can't imagine that at all and i think it, i would really stink yeah and i'd be and I, it would be hard to get over you know what? There's people that get paralyzed and they go, no, you just get I through know. it. I know. And they find the silver lining and they, 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 they pick up something that they yeah. would have never done if when they were not paralyzed. By, by the way, I'm not, can, I'm, by, by no way, I'm not trying to correlate paralyzation right. and, uh, and doing the road at 60. <laughs> but, but like, I'd, I'd like to, I, I know what I'd like to do. I'm working on a book right now with a friend. We're working on a book together that is, uh, that is, fiction mm-hmm. oh and yeah and i'm trying to um i would love 
to release a series of fiction books. Really? Yeah, because yeah, because I is because, it what what age genre? What it does does it fall into? Oh, uh, like like is it like, I would like to be no, young? No, no, I'd like to be like I'd like to. What I'd like to do is do something like Patterson does. Yeah. James Patterson, are yeah, you familiar? Yeah, yeah. Like I would like to do what James Patterson does. Okay. And with my buddy Keith, and me and him work on a fiction series with a character as the lead right and then and then he like like i loved agatha christie i yeah. loved yeah, i too. loved uh, dan brown i yeah. loved uh, me too. all that shit me too. so like, yes. I'm like i'm like i love that i really love that and i love reading it just like i love comedy yeah and just like i love hosting i love that why wouldn't i do that and i got a buddy keith who's like a fucking i mean college roommate like and we both wrote a couple scripts together, and he yeah. moved to Aspen. Now he writes books for rich people. Right. Like, he ghost writes for rich people. That's insane. And I was like, let's yeah. me and you do something together. Yes. So, wait, yeah. I just got an idea again for uh, our travel show. If you, because you love series books, so do I. Yes. Like, you mentioned Dan Brown. You mentioned Agatha Christie. If you can find, like, let's say we start with, like, uh, the moments from the, the Dan Brown books, yeah. you know? Like, or the moments from Agatha Christie, and you yes. go visit those uh, locations that were so picturesquely described within the books or like a uh, uh, girl with the dragon tattoo that series and you go to like those places i'd love to do that freaking harry potter when i was in london i did a little harry potter tour of course like um, why not you get to go to like where james Hogwarts. Mishner. you ever read james Mishner? uh give me the the names of the books and uh, I alaska up. hawaii texas no, no. Uh-uh. uh centennial so are there cool like places in there too uh he wrote a book called the caribbean mm-hmm. and it's it is what he does is he fictionally documents the history of a place. So he will tell you the story of a yeah. boy based on real history and walk you through what that the Caribs and the and the and the Indians and right. what and what happened in that area. It is so you're getting a history fa- lesson too. I love James. See, I Mishner. love stuff like that. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Pick, so, I'm gonna have to get into that. So when we travel with me and my dad or my my family, my dad would always buy a Mishner book and read it. As we travel, that's amazing. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. So when I backpacked that's through what Europe, I'm talking about. I, bought, yeah. I bought the book, The Travelers, I think is the okay. name of it, or The Outsiders, or the oh, the out like the no, Outsiders, no, the no. Outsiders. No, it's the Mishner. I, I, I'm going to give you the real name of the book only because it's a great. Hang on, ready, James Mishner. Um, James Mishner is, fi- but it's it's they're long books. If I have one, I'll give you one. He's. Let's see if you can yeah, find I'm all Yeah, I'm always books. down for a new James book. Mishner's a great, a great... I'm going to let you get out of here soon. No, I'm sure you have... No, don't worry about it. I'm just... I'm getting my chapstick. That's one thing I'm addicted to. Speaking of my addicted personality, I'm addicted it's to green tea The Drifters. The Drifters. The Drifters. Okay, I never the read drifters. it, but I'm, It was I'm written in 1971 about a bunch of kids... Very famous. Who are kind I'm of well like, aware of The Drifters. Yeah, yeah and who, never kind of, who kind of float over to Europe, and they each have different stories, and they're all from different places. Are there like coffee shops that they go to, or bars where you could go like... Oh, they go down to they go down to the, the to the very southern tip of Spain. Yeah, to the Rock of Gibraltar, which I guess is England. Oh, but yeah. It's so the Drifters. I've read Hawaii. I've read uh, Texas. I've read Caribbean. I've read oh, so Mexico. Like I, I used to be really into it's it. Cool. Because you'd go to these places and you can read it, but you yeah. gotta you gotta like I would, I would love to get the rights to Mishner's books. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That's I don't know. Right now, the network's like, let's just work on your show that we have right. you on. Let's like, <laughs> right. we got a new season. Let's work on your voiceover. You remember you said you wanted to do your voiceover right. on the show? Yeah. Why don't you sit down and write on your voiceover? Right. Let's yeah. not pitch new shows. Yeah, let's do one let's thing. Let's fix the one we're doing. Let's, let's yes. make the one we're doing better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, You're I was. Very ambitious. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad I don't. Like, uh, do you dream? What do you mean? Do you dream at all? Oh, do I remember my dreams? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I do. I, I don't write them down, though. I should. I remember them briefly, and then I'll try and analyze it, and then I move on with my day, and I forget. Okay. Well, do me a favor. Keep yeah. your... Keep, keep, if you have any really, really spectacular dreams, yeah. speak them in your voice thing, because I'm, I'm trying to do a show... That's a great idea. Well, I do, I do a show on this show. I do... Where people tell you... No, no. Tr- I, I do... I, I dream, like, Vividly? hardcore. You do? I did the podcast before... The one that's out right now is just a recollection of my dreams. That's amazing. And so, because I would give them to Doug. Have you had someone analyze them for you? No, I haven't oh, had anyone analyze should. them. You That's not a bad idea. You should, because I had to, I met with someone that analyzed one of my dreams, and it was so bizarre because it's things what that you don't dream? think of. I don't remember at the time. This was back yeah. in college, and I think it was like a guest speaker that we had in one of my, uh, wasn't even a class. It was more like a like an elective. And uh, she, I remember telling her my dream and it was things that I wouldn't think of, but she was so spot on. She was like, okay, you dreamt of, a, you dreamt of, and this is just me uh, yeah. giving you an idea. This wasn't what my dream was about, but she's like, okay, you dreamt of a, a GoPro camera. What does that mean to you? Like literally you would think, okay, there was a GoPro camera in my, in my house and, or in my dream. And you know, do I have this fear that I'm going to be on, on, on a podcast the next day? And then she would say, what does a GoPro camera mean to you? Well, it's this new innovative invention, and I, I love the idea that it can capture you when you're you know, out surfing or you're on a cool yeah. adventure, and she'd be like, okay, so that's a positive thing, and, and you, you, what in your life is positive? And she breaks it down, and then you'd be like, yeah, and then there was an eagle. Well, what, what do you think about an eagle? Well, when I see an eagle, I think of my grandmother, because my grandmother, it was her favorite oh. bird. And she pieces the whole dream together, and she's like, okay, so basically you're trying to work out this issue that you have right now that your grandmother just died. And you're like, what? The fuck? Oh yeah, I'd like. She's I, right. I welcome any dream interpreter to come and try to figure out any of my dreams. Please do it. My I dreams are. Hear it. My dreams are. My dreams are a tad bit more, uh, more uh, act structured. Like, like I'll have oh, fucking shit. Who called you? Uh, what I can't happened? say because they're listening to the podcast. Hold on one second. Hang on one second. Did you miss something? Hey, can I call you in uh, ten? All right, I'll call you back. All right. Uh, no, I have a production call that Ooh. I'm supposed to. I was supposed to be on, and I totally forgot about. Um, actually, I was, didn't forget about. I've just enjoyed talking to you. Thank um, you. I'd love to have you on when I have like some. I haven't done it. I haven't done it in a very long time. But I'd like to have more uh, like podcasts where I bring in like four people. Yeah, and we all hang out and kind of love talk. Love that idea. Yeah, because you're do, really like, good me, at that. Drew, Mike, and Ellis. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just the I'm dream bringing, team? I'm bringing Ellison and I'm bringing uh, and I'm bringing uh, uh, Tully in. Oh, really? Yeah, That'd be Tully, fun. And I, Tully and I are Tully's really good at uh, he's so good. analogies. Yeah, he's he didn't. Just we talked spot on. We talked about um, about putting a finger in a girl's ass, which is a you know odd subject. But I said something yeah. that I feel like is brought up quite a bit on Ellis's show. Yeah, yeah. and I said <laughs> I said yeah. I, there was a period where my fingers were like. Uh, Lewis and Clark, like they're just constantly curious, <laughs> yeah, and, exploring, and he, Tully left just, and right. Yeah, and yeah. Tully just didn't miss a beat, and he goes, "I think my my fingers have always asked for permission from the from from uh, Queen Elizabeth before going on an exploration." So and it was, smart. He was so, so fucking quick. I know. So we're gonna He's do an so analogy quick. podcast. Okay, cool. And then, uh, but I'd love to have you on another time and just talk that. And I'm gonna isolate this video and I'm gonna give it to DIY. Yes. And if you guys are lucky, you will see at least a sizzle. Yes. Of moat crashers. Oh my god! Hopefully they'll just greenlight us the series, dude. It'd be the best. Oh, it'd be the fucking you greatest. Know, and it's such a good like pitch for other shows for us to promote on. Oh. You know, like you call a booker at like Good Day Lane and be like, "Yeah, there's this new show where they get they get moats. Even oh. if they don't want moats, they get moats. They it think be... they don't want a moat, but then they love their moat." Um, now, how does everyone get in touch with you? 
Uh, they oh follow me on Twitter or Instagram or on, at Sam Shocker S A M S C H A C H E R. Please did, follow me. Thanks. Did the Shocker joke? Was that? Oh lost my on god! You? I learned that like four years ago. I was like, why does everybody put that? Four years ago, you learned what the Shocker was. <laughs> I was like in my twenties. I was like, why? Well, I was aware of it. I didn't know it was called the Shocker. You, wait, oh. of course I was aware of it. I mean, we all know what that means. But I was like, why are people using that gesture to me? I didn't know that you guys called it the Shocker. I mean, how embarrassing. I love that you go, I was aware of it. I mean, I party. I just yeah. didn't know it was called the shocker. Yeah, I didn't know it was called that <laughs> until people like started doing that. Like yeah. say, hey, what up, shocker? And then showing me that hand gesture. <laughs> and then I finally was like, wait a second. And I forget who I was with. I was with a friend at the time. She was like, wait, you don't know that that's called the shocker? And I was like, what do you mean? And I Googled it. <laughs> You're like, oh, doing the pink one in the state? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's my last name. Sweet. <laughs> I still don't think my parents realize. I still don't think they know. Uh, I, I don't a, even know if my siblings know. I have a friend, Rusty Trombone. and uh, That's not his name. Nope. <laughs> I'm not that gullible. I'm not. I am gullible, but I'm not that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I almost passed out. Sometimes I can laugh myself into a pass out, and it's the best laugh oh. ever. And I'm just coming out of it. I almost fucking passed That's out. That's good. That's healthy. Oh, oh! And you and you have a uh, you have your candles. I have my candles. candles. Wickedcandles.com. Please watch Doctor Drew on HLN 6 p.m. Yes, and then and then uh, and then. You can tweet her. Do you guys live tweet? Yeah, you show? can. Yeah, go ahead and tweet me during the show, and we'll we air all the tweets. If you tag Doctor Drew HLN and then me, we we put them on and we we answer them. And... Oh, please, please, please. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, are you are you guys working today? Yeah, we're. I don't know what we're covering yet. I'll find out in a couple hours. But yeah. Really? So what yeah. you, do? you just go down to the studio and yeah, so it's like a street from my house. It's really do you work close. every single day. I was working every single day, but we're changing the format. So oh. now it's like it just kind of depends because they before we would always switch out the guests, and now yeah. we have a lot of new guests that are coming in, and it's great. We're making it a lot more diverse, so it's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it just depends on the topic. So if we're doing something that's very uh, race heavy, they're going to want to have a panel on that has not only is reflective of like diversity, but it's also going to maybe be a cop, right? I we want to hear from should. the cop. I or... think they should do that and then just have just white people. Can you and just and just be like, I don't see the problem in this. Can you, it's so yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like right? a lot of a lot of poo pooing around. Yeah, we <laughs> found that before. We've I th- I don't know if it was on that show, but I've been on a panel before where we were talking about. I don't remember if it was so, Ferguson. Maybe that's the show we need to pitch all, called called One Sided. Oh my God, we, it was all white, and we we're all very, you know, yeah. empathetic, and we we're all very uh, trying to figure out like the solution and trying to have a a very great dialogue about race relations in America. But it was four white people, and of course, we got slaughtered on yeah. social. Everyone's like, "Cool, four white people talking about <laughs> race in America." Ferguson, they don't even have a Gap. Like, can you believe that? They don't even have a Gap or yeah, a Banana no Republic. Starbucks. There's, there's no just, Starbucks. Can you believe there's no no Starbucks. I yeah. went there. Couldn't find a name for me. Now, yeah. um, that is that is fucking hilarious. I want to do a show. I've always wanted to do a show where it's like seems like outrage is so uh, people put on their Facebook, put on their Twitter, and oh, outrage. Facebook. Seems... I call it Facebook. Facebook yeah. because it's always like outrage. Yeah. yeah. And I want to do a show where uh, where you get a studio audience, but they don't have to. They don't have to. You don't see them. Uh-huh. They just get to tell you their opinion, and no one knows what That's it is. That's amazing. And that is just like, such a good idea. And you're like, and you're like, 
and you just watch like maybe two people argue and then people are like yeah and then people are like this guy's an idiot yeah and, just and they just and you should have like a big screen where it's just flooding in where it's, yeah it's where you're just watching all. like yeah yeah and, but it's like i want people to i want to hear people's real opinion because when you go to a dinner party like yeah people say fuck it oh especially a few drinks in how's this me what do you mean you're calling me yourself calling myself that's really spooky Hold on. hello Congratulations. You have just won a free all-inclusive cruise to the Caribbean. To claim your prize, it says simply me. press 9. That does say you. It says you want a free cruise. It says me. I'm calling myself telling myself I want a free cruise. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Did you plan that? No. How is that fucking... Hello? Bert? Oh. Is this Bert? Stop it. Who is What is he saying? Go to your mustard station. Go to your mustard station. Who is this? It's me. Bert. Who is this? He hung up on me. You is this? I swear to God! I swear to God! I swear to God! I swear to God! No! I swear to God! I swear to God! Look at this! I swear to God! I want to run out of this scary ass haunted man cave. Look at this! Before it's too late. The last phone call. What's it say? Me. Yep. Oh, I shouldn't give everyone's phone number out. Shit. Yeah. Way to go! Way to go and show Travel Channel's phone number. Look at this. Last, I shouldn't give my fucking phone number out. Son of a bitch. Dude, oh, that's the idiot. most bizarre thing. Who was on the phone, though? I don't know. Water detected. Water detected. Shut <laughs> up. Wait, 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 I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. This is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. That was fucking insane. I'm going to leave, and then you're going to laugh and say, ha, By the way, ha, the ha. last 15 minutes of this podcast have been bizarre. Yeah. I the- feel like something, there's a presence in here. That's fucking crazy. All right, let's end on that. Uh, <laughs> Sam, go to Wicked Candles. Go to Sam Shocker, S C H A C H E R. Boom. Find her on uh, on Dr. Drew's show. Yep. Every night, most of the nights. Yeah. And you can hear her on Ellis. You can hear her on just about anything. Hit her up. If you want her on your podcast, uh, other podcasters, yeah. hit her up. She's so much fun to talk to. And Thank I want to co- come back and have you on when we have like a couple, I would couple love guys that. in here and we're all having beers. And, yeah. Can, and, uh, and when you're promoting your show, come on my pop culture show on The Young Turks. Uh, Done. Okay, done, good. We'll have done. You have to let me know when would be like the best time to do it because uh, my show starts airing again. Trip flip starts airing June second. Okay, so we should do it like the week before. Yeah, and we get it sure, out. Yeah, there. definitely. Okay, good. And, I'll put uh, you in touch with my EP tomorrow. And we will. You will see our show, uh, Moat Crashers, coming yes! in probably fall 2015. Ah, I can't wait. All right. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. 
plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Available on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and at Hero.co. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. Delicious, ultra-low net-carb Hero Bread buns and tortillas. Soft and fluffy, high in fiber, and with zero grams of sugar, up to 10 grams of protein, coming in at under 100 calories. Order today at Hero.co and use the code AH10 to get 10% off your first purchase. That's AH10 at Hero.co, H-E-R-O dot C-O. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10, H-E-R-O dot C-O.